People of Earth, how are you? My name is Al. Across the table from me is my friend Joe. Together, we do. How are you, Joe? I'm doing wonderful, Al. We do a podcast. Yourself? I'm I'm well. Called Kinda Right, and uh, it's been a while. We took a week off for the same reason we usually take a week off, and that's medical emergencies and Al's family life. Yeah, just basically. Well, no, it was part. One was you, fuck. one was me. I was just like fucking under the weather. And uh, oh, really? I thought they were both because of me. I don't know. No, no. Because I, I sent you. I wasn't a, that upset. That I know yeah. because you would. Al went through a thing. Is his lovely wife got some sort of a a rash? It was hives. It's it's classic uticaria. It's acute uticaria. She has. Well, apparently, much like everything in the medical field, unless it's there's a bone sticking through it, they they don't quite know what to do. Well, you go in and you go, I'm feeling fucking dizzy, and yeah. my left foot fucking itches when I look to my right, and and they're fucking lost. Well, we got a 31 year old fucking doctress of fucking South. West Asian persuasion who uh, put her fucking nose to the grindstone and conferred with her father, the allergist, and <laughs> long distance wise, and they figured out a so drug got- protocol to get her comfortable. They don't know why she she gonna, she's going to see an allergist Thursday, but even then they're not going to be able to do the skin prick test because. So you found something that actually. Like gave a shit for a little while. Well, yeah. When when you fucking go to the hospital three times in a row, and they're like, "Oh shit, they're serious." But no, like we actually got a couple people who were like, "Fuck, man, this should be going away because you you know there's no indicator." Her blood test, the all the initial tests said that it wasn't really an allergic reaction to anything topical, like detergents. Or even like food, like not topical. What's yeah, the word? Like so a weird. daily. Like daily shit, you know what I mean? It, it's not. It, in my opinion, it's going to turn out being some fucking virus. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I'm not going to lie. And I thought it was psychosomatic. I've been a little fucking itchy, but I haven't broken out. But I'm also superhuman, and I'm a super healer, and I don't get sick that often. So I might have just been able to stave it off. That's. I think it's a fucking virus. I think she's got a virus. You know, she may fall into the Louis C.K. category of, of course, but maybe. Refresh my memory on that one. Louis C.K. does a bit in one of his specials. The great, brilliant Louis C.K., whom we miss. Missed, I miss him terribly. I knew there would... I, He'll did, be back. There'd be another... Net, I've been... Listening to Netflix specials. I fall asleep to Louis C.K. on the TV. No shit. So he does this he does this bit called Of Course, but maybe. And it goes like kind of like this. Of course we have to take care of people with peanut allergies. And we have to make sure that you know, that they're safe and that they can go out to a restaurant and that they can, you know, they can be comfortable, that they're safe and they're not going to get peanuts in their food. But 
maybe if we just closed our eyes for a year and forgot about peanut allergy people. They'd go away. They'd be gone, and then we'd never have to think about peanut allergies again. Kind of like gluten allergies. And and then he, he just got to sw- swiftly... But of course... Or we autism. Don't, we don't want to do that. Of, of course right. we don't. But maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea. Yeah. Autism. Oh, how about... Uh, well, transgender, whatever. All these things that have just popped up. All these fucking made-up shit. Well, I don't think the transgendered people are made up. Although somebody said it's a fucking very made up, Joe. Thing. There's men and there's women. There's no in between. I do believe that there's. If you got a dick, you're a guy. If you have a vagina, you're you a know, woman. You know, actually, this was a different. If you have subject. both, you're a hermaphrodite. When I was traveling back and forth to Montreal, I listened to a book on tape about people that were born a certain gender. Gender. It was usually a man. He was born, and somehow they fucked up the guy's prick. Right. So what they would do is they just, sometimes they wouldn't even ask the parents. they just fucking turn, turn the dude into a girl. So this is a guy who's now a girl. and Poor bastard. You know, around fucking 13 or so, he's going... I'm not a fucking girl. Don't you know it's a man's world? You know, and he's he's grown. You know, they they give they give the parents. Oh yeah, this is when the doctor could basically lie to the parents and not go to prison. Right. You know what I mean? And this would be a full blown dude, blown, and we're running around wearing a dress, playing with fire trucks. Wondering why the fuck he he doesn't care about Barbie dolls. Right. You know, so it was just, it was a horrible thing. But that wasn't so much a transgendered thing. That was a, you know, that was a fuck up at, at birth. Right. Like they would, I don't know whether it was a circumcision gone bad or something. Ugh. And the guy's cock was fucked By up. By the way, I want my, pe- my fucking foreskin back and I want it returned to me expeditiously. All right. My parents. Thanks, dad. Thanks for mutilating my cock. Thank you for taking away. I've heard from my friends with fucking foreskins that we're all missing out. Thank you. Not only did you take a good inch and a half off the fucking thing, but I don't think they all took the a fun good inch and a half off. All the fucking foreskin is a little bit of girth. Listen, it's not length. Listen, I want my foreskin back. I I I I I I, I, I miss it. Once you go down and like, you know, match a blood type of some kid, they by fucking the w- whip it off, and you can glue it back on. Uh, by the way, I don't never mind. I don't think they've done foreskin transplants, but you can get you, with like some sort of like stretching and fucking somebody has figured out how to get a for. Uh, Do you know what? There's real medical proof that being circumcised is healthier. Because the guys with the foreskins that. tend to make a lot of fucking cheese. Well, yeah, it's just a natural thing. And their dicks get fucking nasty no, so, way quicker. So what you're and saying everybody is... everybody in the locker room looks at you funny because right. you got this fucking so you, hooded dick. So you as a proponent of intelligent design, what you're saying is, is whoever... Wait a minute. Who put me in that box? I'm, I am. You are a fucking proponent of intelligent design. I'm not a proponent of intelligent design. Oh, wait, I just pointed the wrong word. 
I'm sorry, proponent's the wrong word. You believe in intelligent design. Yeah. Meaning, did someone interfere in the human development? No, 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 no. no. You're Meaning saying that somebody designed humanity. No. No, no, no. You fucking have said it on this fucking no, very show, true. motherfucker. No, I know. No, you have. Look, no, I haven't. Probably I'm about show Who knows? 20. Maybe, which maybe you have I it, have. Which, by the way, fucking put up some clips, will you? I put one up tonight. All right, good. Was it funny or was it? It was pretty funny. Right, you good. wished Matt Lauer's children dead. Children dead. Dice and whoever the fuck else. Yeah. I remember that name because yes. it's all Dutch and shit. Matt, you wished his two kids and his Matt. My God, we are Man. all over the place already. I'm it's trying to fucking. fucking uh... No, I don't think I've ever said that there's. Listen. My thing has been, I believe there's a God. All now, I was saying was. I don't know whose God it is. Yeah. That, that doesn't matter. There's I'm not putting it God. towards. I'm, I'm saying that. But what you're saying is, is his design of the foreskin was faulty. This. That's the one thing that was wrong. This whole fucking charade that we call life. With the human beings and shit. We are, we, we so don't fit into our environment that it's almost inconceivable that there wasn't some fucking around. Now, I'm not saying that we were designed from, you know, to be fucked from the, from the head up, you know what I mean? Right. However, I'm saying this fucking around going on. Right. And uh, and whether that be space aliens that are 100,000 years in, into the future, just, you know, planting a bunch of us down here and watching us fucking kill each other, you know, over several thousand years or whatever the hell it is. Hey, you haven't seen a picture of Poppy's corpse yet, have you? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, W's? No, H W H, forty one. I don't know. I don't fucking care. No, I know, but I just the and whole. I, the I don't mean I. I don't care that you know. I thought uh, I don't remember how I thought about George Herbert Walker. Oh, what do you mean in real time? You don't remember what you yeah, thought? Yeah, how about really my history's I treated him pretty well? He's a wimp, <laughs> but he's with a lifetime. He was fifty years of service. You know what I don't like? These entrenched, you know, Poppy's fucking grandfather was Preston. That was his father. Okay, then... W's grandfather was Preston. Then Still, it was Herbert. Same. Somebody was his grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either Herbert yeah. or Preston. Preston was his dad. <laughs> so... There's his corpse. God damn. Go ahead. So his grandfather made the dough, apparently. With the dog laying next to the casket. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Poppy got popped into all the fucking right, you know, Andover Academy. And, well, yeah, I mean, you, know, you can't you know, you hold that hear, against him. Do you ever hear, like, and then, you know, here's a story of the one-hour story on... CNN or MSNBC or or Fox about how George, you know, George W. Bush. Well, he went to Andover Academy just like his dad. And then he went to Yale. They never talk about how did he get into He's a fucking moron. How did W. get into Yale? 
because they had money. You had the money to go. Well, it was just, it was instantly known that W was going to Yale. Even though he had fucking, his average was C's coming out of. By the way, the guy's got like 134 IQ, so give him a little fucking slack. W? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's not an idiot. He's less than an idiot. But he's not. He's got like a 99th percentile fucking IQ. Just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, he got in and he became a war criminal. And By the way. I don't even think he meant it. I think he clocks in at like fucking 43rd or 44th when it comes to IQ and presidents. We've had a lot of smart presidents. By the way, you know who had the lowest IQ? It's know. tough. I know. There's a lot of them. Ulysses S. Grant <laughs> had the lowest IQ at like 128. But, you know, the whole IQ. Look, I took a apparently the best IQ test you can take is the one where they give you, you know, they give you f- six fucking patterns of shapes. Right. And you have to like, okay, these three are related. Which of the other three are related to this? Yeah. So it's one hundred percent like you can test anyone in the world. This, right? You know what I mean? That's that's like supposedly the quintessential IQ test because it doesn't it it's doesn't rely free. on memory or language. It doesn't rely on how much you've learned. It just yeah. It 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 solely tests what your potential will be, because you you cannot have a college. You you don't even have to have a GED, and you can take this test and do right. very well. By the way, they express IQ now in terms of percentile, not uh, yeah, not fucking a number. So of course, if you, if you're the fiftieth percentile, your IQ is a hundred, right? Well, no, so, uh, but 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 as you get further towards, you know, like one fourteenth, it's the eightieth percentile. You know what I mean? So it's like more and more people. You know what I mean? Most people are right around a hundred. That's how they, they that's how they express it now. You don't find out that your IQ is one sixty. You find out that you're no, in the ninety nine point three percentile. Average is a hundred. Right, but now, they don't express it that way anymore. What they say is, is you're in the fiftieth percentile. I don't know how many people, if you take the total amount of people in the bell curve and then you take the total number of people in one standard deviation. By the way, to it's the, the median, not average. Yeah, whatever. If you, take the, if you take the total number of people and then you take the total number of people in one standard devi- deviation to the left and the right of the mean or average or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm. I don't know how many people are in that meeting. Are there a lot more people that are close to the close to the one hundred on either side? And the fifty percent of the people. So picture it this way: picture it in fucking. There's twenty five percent here. There's fifty percent here, and there's twenty five percent here. Now, look, I know how this 50% works. Fifty percent of the people have a hundred IQ. Less than fifty have 
less than 100 IQ. 25% have less. 25% have no, higher no, than. No, you're wrong. As many people. It's not fucking, no. As many. It's a bell curve. It's not a, it's listen, not a mesa. There are as many people. It doesn't go up and then go flat and go down. It goes up. It's a bell. There so are, there's a group of people that have a 100 IQ. And that's the and largest then, group out of any IQ. Well, you'd have to show me how you come to that conclusion. More people have a hundred IQ than have a sixty-five IQ. More people have a hundred IQ than have a hundred and sixty-five IQ. That's Half just the way the it is. People I'm, have average to below average intelligence. Yeah, and ninety-five percent of them are idiots. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're bad people. No, it just means they're and stupid. It, no, and it doesn't even mean that. No, I don't like the word stupid. I do. I don't even think it means some of the most productive people are people that that don't work don't do a lot of thinking. You know what I mean? They find one thing that works real well and they do it over and over again and they make a fuckload of money and yeah. you know, they produce a lot of shit and I believe you don't have to be that bright to do that. Right. Like uh, your uh, boss. Uh, uh. You think your boss is a, a very intelligent guy? Yes, my my big boss, not my yeah, not my in between boss. The guy running the whole show. Yeah, I think he's smart as fuck. But what's his motivation? Providing for his family. Okay, so beyond putting food in their mouth and you know getting them a car, I mean, providing for. His family for several generations to come. That's his goal. That's his main dr driving force. So it's nothing to do with ego or a legacy or. Well, I believe legacy is kind the of same thing as saying leaving but, something for. But you. it has nothing to do with toys and yeah, he gets toys on the way, but he's really not. That's not his driving thing. Do you think he just likes to work ninety hours a week? By the way, he doesn't work ninety hours a week, but I. How many hours a week does he work? I'm going to say, Jesus, that's a hard one because I'm trying to think that now I have to, now I'm using conjecture to figure out how much time he spends on the phone on the weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, his phone's off on Sunday. I'm going to go with 60 to 70. All right. So he's not that big a maniac. Okay, fair enough. If you're going to work 60 hours a week is for a five-day week, yeah. you're talking about 12 hours. 12 hours a day. Yeah. So he might be 65 to 75. <laughs> if you work a six-day week, and you work 12 hours, you're at a 70. Is that 70? That 72. Like, you're it's at 12 72 times. hours. Yeah. It's like 36 times 2. So you got to be interested in doing it somehow, you know, motivated. He's also motivated. He's particularly motivated to keep guys busy, like keep guys working, which is... I. I I always enjoyed that part of it when I had more guys working than not. So when he when he sold me on the idea, 
I really like the idea of dudes wor- working. Like keeping guys busy. Keeping guys busy. I really like that idea. I really do. For the sake of them. For the sake of them, not for the sake of they're making you money. For the now, sake of they're providing for their own families. You know what my biggest worry is right now? Keeping guys busy? Yeah. Yeah, of course. You've always been that way, Joe. You I'm trying to keep Scott and Eric busy. Yeah. Because I don't know if I can get a foundation in before Christmas because Daryl is so fucking busy. Yep. And I want to get a foundation in before Christmas. And I... Th- Think about them. I don't even think about myself, which is Is that crazy. why you're going to dig tomorrow? I mean, are you real? Are you got another one on Sandwich Road or where are you no, going to get got, another I fucking Drew Road? I got two over there. On Drew Road itself by my brother's house? No shit. Fuck yeah. Fronting Drew Road or down by the water? No, I'm on Drew Road. No shit. I got to fucking see that. That's got to be fat. They're great. They're they're down a little bit. Like you go off the road and you go down. Sure. So if you're going towards my brothers from Long Pond, okay, not away. F- All right. Say you're coming from Paul's no, no, house. No, no, not from Long. Yes. If you're going towards your brothers from Long Pond, they're on the left hand side. Okay. So they're on Great South Pond side. Yep. And they are. A mile and a half in from Long Pond. They're closer to your brothers than they are to Long Pond. Yeah, because that's probably around two mile ride right there. I think Drew, and I haven't done it, is like two point something miles. Yeah, yeah, it's a little over two, right? So, no, I mean I think it's like two point five actually, because I think okay. I'm a mile in from from Paul's, roughly okay. mile one point two. It's cool, and I'm like one point five from Long Pond, right? So I got two three-acre lots there. Oh, nice. Now, that does kind of drop down, you know, because you're going, you're on the pond or reservoir side. Yeah. But I've got some beautiful spots. Like, I'm going, I have to push a shitload of dirt to make this thing work, and I'm going to put the driveway in a different place. It's weird. You know, once you see it all cut down, you're like, oh, this is... Are you putting up something so you've put different. up before or, or like it? Or are you doing something new, bigger, smaller? What are you I doing? I am building the exact same house I built over in Carver. So about 27 3, square, square About 3,000? Okay. Because, only because <laughs> it has that big, fat fucking room over the garage. Okay, right, which is really, really, really a nice family room. Yep. I forget. Was that a vaulted room over there, vaulted ceiling over there? Was it flat? Nope. I like those big... Big rooms with the flat ceiling, not vaulted, by the way. I built a couple of them. I really like that. Well, because it's the room. What I what I didn't realize until I cut the trees down, and even with the engineer's plans, is that, although I, I knew I could make it work, is that I'm going to get a garage under over there. Sure. All right? Just kidding. So, so when you can sandwich a room between the garage and the master ba- bedroom, Oh, ben. wow. That's huge. That is big. Well, like, take the uh, old, you haven't seen the old Sandwich Road houses, but they're just like 1457 old Sandwich Road. That's okay? the one I saw, right. Meaning size-wise, they're way different layout inside sure. because there's no view. I got you. However. Four bedrooms and two baths upstairs. and Right. Yeah. But no big family room downstairs. 
You know, it's just a right. kind of a regular old house. Sure, right, 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 because it's the master is right over the garage, right over the above ground garage, right? Exactly above grade garage, right? So when you can get a garage under, <laughs> right, then you're talking about a lot of square footage. You have this twenty-four by twenty-four room over the garage. Right. That's the garage under. So when you walk, instead of walking through the door into the garage. You walk through the opening and you're in a fucking gigantic room. Right. And then you got the broom over it. Right. And because I am so fucking lazy, <laughs> I have no idea what it costs, but it's very cheap square footage because you've already got the foundation built in. You've got the roof built in. You've got the insulation built in. Right. You've got all the fucking... Two by fours are cheap, man. And, well, I mean, it's still... Look, there's still siding. There's still drywall. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. still fucking... You know, there's still yeah. uh, sheathing. There's yeah. still two by fours. There's right. still all that stuff. Wiring and all that shit. A little more wiring. Yeah. But if you've got a foundation and a roof already and you can slam uh, two floors in there instead of one... Then you're getting some bang for your buck as well, for your footprint for your right, footprint right right because you're using the same foundation same roof so that's what I'm going to do there and uh, good that's exciting if the market doesn't fucking tank we'll see if we can we sounds can. to me like you got to get digging tomorrow if you got, if you're getting a foundation in by Christmas if we're gonna push to because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna push to. See if we can get close to the set. I don't know whether I'm I can gonna get tell close you right to Simmons now, or not. But. It's getting fucking cold in New England. We we enjoyed a couple of balmy, not the stupid Indian summer fucking thing that people say, because it wasn't Indian summer. That's October, not December. But we had a couple warm days, man. It was 58 fucking degrees out yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's going to start getting And cold. by the way, it didn't get any warmer than 35, 36 today. And right now, it's fucking freezing out. I, I don't know if you noticed, I walked in in a hoodie. I, I never even wear a jacket. I wore that fucking hoodie at work all day today. I didn't take it off. Were you cold at work? Well, I never got, I never took it off. So I I, I was never hot or I was never warm. And I'm going to tell you what what the key is to all that, to feeling good and self-control and, and uh, self-temperature control. Yeah. I had started smoking cigarettes again. No, and don't since, say that. listen, and since fucking Psychosha was in the hospital, don't I haven't had any cigarettes. Good. And I feel great. My temperature is good. I'm, I sleep better. Fuck the cigarettes. I, I'm listening. All three of you, listen. I know none of you smoke. Just don't. Don't smoke. I've struggled with it my whole life. I quit May 7th, 2017th, and I made it till fucking July 20th <laughs> this year. And I started fucking smoking again. Not, you know, a pack a day or even a half pack a day, but a couple cigarettes. And the fucking Psychosha was smoking. That's why. And she quit. Nothing like six days in the hospital battling a fucking skin rash to make you quit. I asked her today. I'm like, you didn't go buy any cigarettes, did you? She's like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. It's great, right? She quit. Thank God. And as somebody that spent... You know, the funniest thing about my smoking career here, 
you know, most people, they start when they're 14 or something, and they they smoke for 50 years and quit, or, or guys our age, I should say. Yeah. You know? My dad quit at 53, by the way. <laughs> I remember where... And he's got emphysema. He's 73. Where I was... When you my, quit? When your father quit. Oh, you remember where you were, you were when he quit? Fuck yeah. Oh, wow. He was painting Mike Kostiniak's front room. And I walked in and he went to the doctor. And he, they found a spot. Wow, I can't believe you remember this. Holy Fuck shit. yeah. Wow. It, was, it was quintessential. Because your old man saying, doctor said I got to quit. So I quit. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> never... And he never had another fucking cigarette. Nah, he quit cold turkey, dude. He smoked from 11 to 53. And he fucking had a couple lungs collapse, not at once. He had his left lung collapse and then his right lung collapse a year later in college from smoking four packs of Tarantins a day. Well, the emphysema thing looks awful. Well, he's got emphysema now, and I'll tell you what, it's not fucking pretty. No, I mean, because I saw him at, at your wedding Yeah, he was outside. Ted was fucking walking him around, and he was sort of like, "I'm like, hey, you okay?" And he's going, "Ah, "That's the fucking emphysema." Yep. And I mean, and COPD. I don't know what that. What is it? Just like you breathe in a big lung full of air, and you're getting half of the amount of shit out of the air as somebody that's regular. If you don't have emphysema, I think what it is, is is it's actually hard to draw the breath. It's a diaphragm thing I, where or your lungs are just fucking stiff. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Instead of like a it's a exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Fucking, that's exactly what it is. It's like you're breathing in and it's, out through fucking wax paper. It's, it's harder to actually oh. fucking draw the air in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, Which makes you get less oxygen than you need. And then he's got You know, I didn't smoke through college. I just did. When I got out of college, you know, like Ira and I, there's some pictures of me and Ira. You know, we, a cigarette. Right. I mean, we'd like get drunk and go, we need a couple cigs. Right. Take a couple you know, I don't even know if we'd puff on it because usually we'd turn green and fucking puke. Yeah, right. But uh, when I got out of college, well, I moved down to Cape Cod, which probably, you know, in hindsight, you, I'm thinking like, yeah, well... It's kind of like, you know, basically saying to everybody that I'm going to kill myself soon. But I, 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 uh, I started smoking down on the Cape, and that's, you know, 22, 23 years old. Right. And I went until... Uh, you went off and on. Cause you had, yeah. there, was a, there was a period in there... From 22 until, I don't know how long it's been. I haven't had a cigarette in a long fucking It's been time. at least 10 years. At least 10 years. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But there was a cabana when you were still smoking, I'll tell you that. Right. But yeah. remember, the cabana's been there since 2003. So cabana's 15, 15 years. Yeah. So between 10 and 15. I was going to say 12. We've probably had this conversation before. We have. I'm thinking it's 12, but it doesn't matter. Let's just say it's like from 22 to 42. So for 20 years, or let's say it's to 44. 
Yeah. Fuck it. For 20 years, I had this. And in between, I quit for five years. But I would, like, quit two months, three months, or two weeks, three weeks, and then I just fucking go in and buy a pack of cigarettes. Right. Just, I had to fucking smoke. I've gone like a year, two, three years, and then start smoking again. That's my fucking battle. And Wayne, Wayneyak, up the street here, quit on one, on a which. And to my kudos to these types of people, if you're one of these types of people, you're just you're awesome. Anybody that has the willpower to say, you know what, I'm fucking quitting. January 1st, and that's it. And he did. He quit for a long time. And then his son passed away. And Jesus, that's already five years ago probably. Yeah, easily, because I was skinny then. That was five and years ago easily. A couple years after, he just started back up again. Is he smoking now? Yeah. But So then that, that shows you right there. You got to give extra kudos to the old man. He fucking just quit 20 years ago. Quit. Did I build my Castaniac's house? You know something? It's 20 years. Or 19 going on 20. When I first met my wife, my now wife, who I have been with for, it was 18 years in November. Amazing. That we've been together. The amazing Patty, by the way. We, I used to take a shortcut through the state forest just to get to see her quicker <laughs> no no i would if i like i would bring her to back up this way yeah like she would stay with me when i had the office oh yeah okay Remember i had my office with yeah, the yeah. fucking pull out couch oh and my shit. god how romantic well it was actually kind of cool so we'd go to like i've got a pic- nice picture from like one of dave's uh, Dave Hood, Enos. Okay, Christmas party. Like the f- when I first introduced her to to people. So this was like, uh, well, it was definitely after two thousand, because I met her in November fifteenth of two thousand. Listen to you, Mister Romantic. No, that's the. I don't remember when we got married. I just remember when we met. Hey, good for you. And you know, it was really funny. Is that uh, when and because I don't think like this, so she's like she's down in Fall River. I'm up here, and I'm trying to think of a place in between. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at a map, and I'm like, and this is. Sort of pre where you couldn't, you know, the Google Maps wasn't there. Right, 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 right. In 2000. It was pre really good internet. So I suggested, I said, you know, the only fucking place I know is where Dave and Jen got married, which was the Holiday Inn over in 495 in Taunton. Oh, okay. So I, I said, let's meet at the, there's a bar at the Holiday Inn in Taunton. Let's meet there. 
And it, in between, was she in Fall River then? She was in Fall River, but it wasn't really in between. It was like out of the way for both of us. Yeah, sure. Like I should have gone further south. It's actually more like a triangle than anything else. Yeah. yeah. But never for a second did I think that I was saying to a, a woman, hey, let's meet in a hotel. <laughs> you know, on like a fucking Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. And because, you know, at, later, much later, she goes, did you think you were going to get laid or something? And I'm like, no, it couldn't have been. the. It, it was the furthest That's thing from funny. my mind. I mean, we talked for four hours. She was sick. She was going to cancel. I remember that part of it. Yep. And she was going to she was going to cancel out, which, by the way, my current wife was going to cancel because she was sick the first night I met her. So. We talked for three or four hours, and there was no, like, hey, let's get a room or anything. And and uh, the rest is history. By the way, i got to stop referring to her as my current wife. I'm sorry, baby. You don't listen anyway. But I saw, oh, I by the way, that. I, I saw that. Anya today. My my not current wife. Who was also a wonderful person. Oh, she's awesome. She just By really the way, is. how good does she look? She looks great. She looks fabulous. She's taking care of herself, man. She looks good. She's You know what? She's just... A wonderful person. She's awesome. She really is. It's just not that much fun. Well, but you know what? She's great, though. Some, I would like a woman. If you're a woman that wants to, like, to go to parties and be with people all the time, and I need a loner type woman. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I, I kind of have body. One. I got a homebody too, though. As much as you know, Patty is is my wife is like very outgoing, as gregarious far as, almost. Yeah, a wonderful host. Um, very, very, very like when you put her in a social situation, she's lovely. But I'll tell you what, I know she she actually prefers fucking being at that kitchen sink canning some shit or making making soap. Yeah. So for me, having somebody that is like not a because I'm a I'm a homebody and I truly don't want to have. I like having like a couple over, like what we did at your place. It's the best. You come over, you shoot. We the do shit a lot of that, by the way. We have couples over. three, four hours. Yeah. You decide that Al's. Speaking in tongues, and it's time to go oh, home. Stop it! Your wife's head was spinning, not mine. Oh no, she was way fucked up. <laughs> Me and Cat Wasted. were like the the two like adults and in the room, which is weird. Actually, yeah, I know. when you think I, about when you it, think about it, because I'm usually the one fucking hanging off the but, balcony. By the way, I know you're you're riffing, but where did you bump into my ex? I took the motorcycle over. To oh yeah, yeah. Evan told me that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so she was there. Yeah, because, well, I was thinking, because me and Wild Bill were going over. We went out to lunch, because I had Wild Bill go down, break some mulch. Then I I do what I always do to Wild Bill. Anything that involves the registry, and it bills around on a Tuesday, well, there Bill goes. Listen, at least he doesn't have a dig footings. I don't ever want to have to go <laughs> to the registry again. If I was Bill, I'd be like, again. fuck, I'm, I love the registry. You know? He does. He doesn't mind. And he Fuck was in it. and out. Uh, I looked up. I said, let's bad. see if there's a wait. 
It's too bad for Bill. You know, because if there was an hour and a half wait, I wouldn't send him. Oh, so you can actually see what the wait is now online? Oh, yeah. Oh, they get the wait God. time. Fucking so there was the no wait time. Awesome. So I said, go, buddy, go. And I sent him to Lowe's after that. And uh, because every year, I, you know, why is why is this? If if somebody from Massachusetts who, that works for the DMV or RMV is listening why do I have to register my fucking trailers, which I own four of every fucking year? Why can't I get a two-year registration? I'll pay double, and then you you can do half the work. Yeah. You don't have to print out any fucking That forms. might be the point. That might be a public service employee thing. I mean, for Christ's sakes, let me have a fucking two-year registration on a trailer. Every fucking November, I got to go in and... Register each fucking trailer, and you know I got two. There might be just enough trailers out there to make it worth them doing it once a year, rather than every other year, just for the fucking registry traffic. They like registry traffic. They don't get any more money, really, though, do they? No, but what they get is more fucking time for their public employee union members. Well, there's a fuckload of trailers out there. I know. I mean, I'm I'm guessing there are as many half trailers. as many trailers as there are cars. Yeah, maybe a quarter. So you got a serious amount of people. There's more trailers than boats. <laughs> and <laughs> put it that way. Now, any trailer like my white trailer or my that little oh, fucking. Well, I thought I was gonna be a white trailer, man. Sorry, good. Well, it's because because I got it. It was fucking white. Come on, man. And. uh my black trailer. Oh man, with the fucking. Uh, well, that gonna be a black trailer. You know, a little black fucking Lowe's trailer I bought there. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. So those are on. Those are a thousand pounds or under or something. So you can register those online. But I've got two that are once ten thousand, once twelve thousand dump trailer, and the one that I haul the fucking skid steer around on. And you have to get the insurance company. Although I found this out this year. The insurance company can electronically send in the RMV3 form. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which my insurance company says they can't do, which wow. I said, find out how to do it by yeah, yeah, next yeah. year. Yeah, or, or, or you're not going, my insurance company anymore. I'm going anymore. to another insurance yeah, yeah. company. So that I can register those online, too. Now, wait. You, don't, you have an agent in between you and the company, right? Or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. Your fucking agent needs to get this shit together. That's what I said to him. Yeah. Who, who oh, you? no, we don't do that. Well, J old Jim went out of business. Who are you using now? Not Kavanaugh. You're not using the guy who took over for him. Are no, you? I hate them. They suck, by the way. He won't play any. He doesn't play. I'm like, hey, I need my dummy fucking, you know, that fucking dummy fucking liability and comp fucking thing that Jim gave me? He's like, no, nah, I don't play that. I'm like, well. I'm going to withdraw my fucking car insurance also then. <laughs> Here's how much. Let me give you an example of how much of assholes they were. Kavanaugh? Yeah. Yeah, good. So I, I've been a, I was a customer of. By the way, we can say not it. necessarily related to Brett Kavanaugh, <laughs> the new Supreme Court. No, 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 no. But it is with a K. This was uh, Russell Tudor Insurance Company. Yeah, but now they're Kavanaugh. I understand that. I know. They suck. 
Russell Tudor Insurance Company was my insurance company. Mine too for, for a long time. I believe I turned you on to them. Years. Oh yeah, I was there way longer. I definitely turned you on to them. No, you didn't. I, I think I said you on to them. You fucking no, asshole. because I don't, was, it was Wayne. I got in there with Wayne way back in the burpee days. I, I told you so. that you could get the dummy policy there. Doesn't matter. Although you don't want, we both found him. If you pro- if you showed me actual evidence that that was true, I'd believe you. But I swear, I got you in there. It doesn't matter. I got my first policy there in 1994. So, <laughs> well, I I was going in there when that's 24 I was still years ago, not 50. All right, so, so around the same the time, you might have been independently. Let's not argue. Go ahead. But it doesn't matter. It does. So I had a bunch of business with them. Me too. I had my cars. I had everything in there. And then slowly, oh, I know what happened because I helped Bill. Had, uh, Bill's daughter was getting her license, and you know, the insurance was like thirty five hundred bucks back then to get Gabby on the road. Yeah. Oh, and Bill awful. was like, you know, he was horrified. So he and I went on. You know, I spent like three hours, and we went on a little mission. Let's find. So we found Liberty Mutual online. Yep. Did Gabby's insurance for a car insurance for like eighteen hundred dollars or something? It was less than that, actually. Are you listening, Kate? 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 Go on Liberty Mutual online. Good. Sorry now again. I don't know whether that's still true because I think I have my insurance was like Arbella now. But oh, you might be right. Oh no, that's Kemper. No, there's still a Liberty Mutual. Like they get you in, and then every every year it fucking price creep. <laughs> we call it price creep. Yeah, you're familiar with that as a contractor. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, as wait a, a minute, general contractor. You you fucking built. <laughs> you did the uh, plastering for fucking six grand on the first house, and this house is and smaller, and it's smaller, nine. and it's nine. Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Price creep, we call that. I mean, as a subcontractor, years ago, you need to be adept at that. So, it's called getting ahead. I found the Liberty Mutual thing, and then I said, "All right, well, here's my, you know, I was pretending to be Bill, and and then I said, well, I was pretending to be a friend of mine because you know he's not good on the phone. So now we got her insurance policy out of the way. Take a look at mine." And I was paying like $2,800 for a car and a truck. Awesome. And then it, Liberty Mutual said, well, if you go with us, you'll be paying like $1,600. How is that possible? And I always thought, now, wait a minute. Isn't Massachusetts one of those, you know, non-competitive? You can't. How can it be fucking $1,200 difference? Right. But it is. You get the same coverage, and they sent me the thing. So I sent it to Sharon Russell, and basically Sharon Russell just goes, man, well, she didn't say this outright, but she sort of implied that, well, you know, you got to kind of tell, ask us every year, you know? Right. Because we're just going to keep fucking raising the rates, and if you don't ask, we'll fuck you. Yeah. So at any rate, Kavanaugh Insurance took over. And That's I, an asshole. And I had two builders' risk policies that needed to be renewed. Um, and it's like right after they took over. By the way, unless you listen to the podcast, then you're not an asshole. 
And I said, uh, they're like, oh, well, we don't have your home insurance. We don't have your car insurance. We're not going to do this for you. Oh. And I'm like, well, I'm not asking for a favor. Yeah, right. I'm asking you to charge me to fucking give me some insurance. Right, I'm looking to just pay you. So I was dealing with this. I think her last name was Kavanaugh. And she was a fucking cunt. Yeah, yeah, they suck. And it, and it was like, well, I mean, how about, you know, I've been with Russell Tudor for fucking 20 years, they don't 15 care. years. I'm like, there's no, like, look, if you don't want to do any business in the future, fine. But, I mean, you won't help me out as a Russell Tudor customer? No, Once you earn my fuck. fucking business. All he did so, was take the space over, dude. And she's like, well, you don't understand what a mess we have here. And I guess, you know, because. Well, I could only imagine. But you know what's funny, though? <laughs> I could only imagine. It's everywhere. Chip was shady. Well, no, not shady. They just, like, weren't filling out fucking forms yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just, like, writing. That's policies. why we loved them. But they weren't crooked. Well, no, but they were like, all right, we'll give you. They didn't dot every T, cross every right, I. Right, right. I mean, right, cross right, every right. T, dot yeah. every I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea that, okay, so you buy out this insurance company and, you know, you've got clients that have been with the company for 15 years and you turn around and say, oh, no, we're not going to renew this. You have to go somewhere else. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, it's a pain in the ass because the fucking house is halfway done and. You know, now they want to fucking do an audit. and So I f this is where I found Carl Kroll. Okay. Because I said, I called up, you know, I just found him in the phone book, literally. I just typed in, like, builder's risk in Plymouth and surrounding areas. Nice. Because I just don't want to, I don't want to draw, I don't want to go there anyway. I've, I've never been to his office, actually. By the way, Rich I Shelley. Never meant him. Rich Shelley plays, too. You know Rich Shelley? No. But I'll go there. That's my old, he used, he used to have all my old man shit. He, he plays. So the deal is, I call Carl up and I said, look. I think he does real estate now. I have my, I have two houses Wait. that I'm building. Oh. I need to, I need some, uh, New builder's risk, because it's been over a year. And, uh, you know, do you do this? Because I, I was just talking, to, you know, Kavanaugh bought out Russell Tudor, and they said it's not worth their time. And he's like, it's not worth their time? I mean, he's like, my policies are like 625 bucks for the year. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He was basically insinuating that he makes $150 on that policy. Yeah. To fill out a fucking form. Right. Sounds like a no-brainer. And he's like, I'll do every builder's risk that you got. Yeah. Now, what happened with him is, like on True Road, because I got to go find. So give me that guy's number. Write it down on a post-it note now. The, the Shelly or whoever his fucking oh, name is. Shelly. Hopefully he's still in business. I think he is. Well, I'll find somebody else. Because for the first time, Carl Kroll said, Oh, Joe, over on Drew Road, we have to charge you uh, like $1,200 a year because there's no fire hydrants. And I'm thinking to myself, Well, you've insured three fucking old sandwich road houses, and there's no fire hydrants there either. Right. So 
I said, I'm not paying $1,200 for a fucking builder's risk policy. Yeah, right. Fuck Regardless that. of fire, fire hydrants. Yeah, fuck and that. Fuck you. And I'm going to take a pee. Can you talk? Hey, Joe, go like this. Go like this. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Joe, go like this. <sighs> so, yeah, you dropped off the shit to Evan, and uh, it's inside. And I'm telling you, he's confident. Are we back on the air? Well, yeah, that's what the whole exhale thing is. Yeah, but where did we leave off with the exhale? It wasn't about... It doesn't really matter. It was price creep. It doesn't really matter. Our exhale thing is... Oh, the insurance... A a break. By the way, that guy, this number, he just does uh, real estate now. So that shows you he truly is a scumbag, so... (laughs) What do you mean? Real estate guys aren't scum. They're, They're fucking huge scum. They're bigger so? than bigger scum than car salesmen. No. Yeah, like I, I believe that one day <laughs> I'm gonna either be selling cars or finally take the the leap in the real estate. Which, by the way, Fran, I'm sorry. Why do you think that you're scum? You that I'm scum? Well, you, you. That's what you. I've screwed leave. tons of banks out of. Hundreds of no, thousands of dollars. Those aren't individuals. Those are those are institutions. Nothing of to do with individuals. and greed. Yeah. that should be fucked over. Yeah, I fucked credit card companies and banks alike out of lots of money, which is why I'm you know constantly on the run from the IRS too. By the way, which I know you don't like to hear. All right, tell I me consider a, them to be a bank. Tell me what happened. To what? They're after you? Who? I. Who's after me? I. Oh, oh. What, are they sending you notices? Oh, not yet. They haven't caught up to me. I'm keeping well ahead of them. Well, you just asked. Yeah, but you don't just, ask if you, you just, don't want to know. No, you just said. So I figured maybe you got like. Uh, you getting some letters? No. When I get the letter, Joe, you you'll know because you will not hear from me. <laughs> you'll you, be like, you don't have to disappear. You oh my God! I haven't heard from Al in a month. And we were his, doing two shows a week, and and his sister or mother said that he was going on vacation to Costa Rica. What? Never to return again. I'm not afraid of them, by the way. They're. Very good to work. They they work with you. Yeah. How's because everyone hates them. How's ten bucks a month sound? All right. 12, you know what I mean. Twelve fifty. Yeah, something like that. Kind of like the old ex got Evans ambulance bill, <laughs> and uh, it was over eight grand, and the insurance company paid eight a grand for an ambulance. Well, ride? they get sixty five dollars a mile plus. I believe, I forget what it is, eighteen hundred for the base thing, and then sixty five bucks a mile. It came out to like sixty six hundred or something. She's well, low. That would be sixty five hundred for a hundred miles. You know, but there's a base thing first, and then the sixty five. You know what I mean? Who's making these? Ch- they can do whatever they want. This is the whole problem. Well, you got to take them to court and say, judge. Can you tell me how they can justify this? Because even the doctors can only charge so much right now. It's a whole problem with medicine. It's not medicine. It's highway robbery by definition. 
No. Ambulance shit. No, it's all medicine. Yeah. Do you people out there, all th- two or three of you? Jerky's delicious, by the way. Do you want to hear what the real problem with medicine is? Yes. Go ahead. Here is the number one. Just the name of this. The real problem with medicine. Go ahead. I, Joe Brennan, as I sit here. Oh, my God. Do I have to beep that out? No. Not a wildly uh, sophisticated human being or all that bright. You're very bright, and you're right. You're not that sophisticated. You are very smart, but you're not sophisticated. And you're right about that. I know. You're the smartest person one I know. One-sixth of the economy. Second, second smartest person I know. Okay. One-sixth of the economy is the health in, is uh, healthcare. Yeah, the U- United States economy, not the world economy. Let me explain to you why that is. Go ahead. Because. Because there's a lot of old people? No, no, no. This right. is really easy. All right, go ahead. It's really easy, and it's really fucking uh, disgusting as well as easy. It's the only form of commerce where the patient or the customer doesn't know what they're paying, what the service costs, right? Nor do they care. I think Jiffy Lube is like that too. By the way, they don't have signs up at Jiffy Lube anymore. There's no other fucking place. Although that's kind of like medicine for your car. There is no other place on earth where you can be a customer and not care what something costs. I'm telling you, it's Jiffy Lube. What do you mean Jiffy Lube? Do you have insurance for your car? No, what I'm saying is when you walk into Jiffy Lube now, they don't have any, it doesn't say what it costs. You just walk in and say, this is what I need. And if you have a coupon, you get some money off, but you just pay whatever they tell you at the end of it. You don't walk into Jiffy Lube and say, what does this cost? You walk into Jiffy Lube and say, I need a fucking oil change. And they go, okay. And then when you come back after the end of it, they but go, don't they this have is a what sign it costs. Don't front like oil change, nope. fucking twenty four ninety nine. I don't really mean to uh, get Six you quarts. off of your fucking, but I'm just giving you an, uh, I'm giving you an example of something else. And there are other things, by the way. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you've ever noticed, unless there's a fucking huge sign. Do you do the Walmart thing? Do you do Walmart? Do you do Walmart? Nothing in Walmart has a price tag on it. Nothing in Walmart has a price tag on it. Believe me, whoever's going into Walmart buying something, yeah. before they get to the register, they're going to know how much the fucking thing costs. Well, they know that if it's at Walmart, it's cheaper than anywhere else. That's a start. Yeah, they're That's gonna a know fucking what it start. So let's get off the, the uh, Oh, I just fucking puked. The Jiffy Lube I know, anecdote, I'm sorry, buddy. which is bullshit. It's not Be- bullshit. Well, I don't care. But okay, Jiffy Lube is Jiffy Lube is you know one one hundred millionth of the economy. Medicine is one sixth six, right. of the economy. I got you. So if you have, mm-hmm. I think it's most meaning over. I think you can say over fifty percent would be most. Yeah. So if you have insurance. You go to the hospital, and you know you're covered. You don't give a fuck whether the MRI costs thirty bucks mm-hmm. or thirty grand, as long as your insurance company pays. Yeah, right, 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 right. And that is the problem. That's the with point. Medicine. 
And until we as consumers have some fucking skin in the game, and I don't care. We still have skin in the game. We have big skin in the game for for healthcare right now. No, I well, Mo, look, we all do. Yes, more than ever. Not, more than ever. No, but it's disconnected. So my wife pays one fifth of our premium every month. Okay, whatever our premium is, which is our premium is twenty two thousand dollars a year. So she pays one fifth of that divided by twelve per month. Yes. Okay. So three hundred fifty bucks. I don't even something know. like that. Whatever it is. It's fucking nothing, by the way. It's nothing. So it's a twenty-two for for the two of us. It's a twenty-two thousand dollar plan. The disconnect is, she pays it out. It comes out of her paycheck or whatever the fuck it is, and there's no reason if I have to go and get a fucking screening. There's like I'm supposed to get a go get a uh, stress test. A you know. Run on the fucking treadmill thing. Oh, God, that's not going to go well. Now, what I should do is go, how much is this? But I don't even have like an... Ins- oh, it doesn't matter. Your insurance company is going to pay for it. Yeah, but I'd like to know how much this is. How much am I paying? All right, so you're a cardiologist. You're a well-schooled person, a lad, and you're going to spend a half an hour with me. Or Mary, who we know. Or Mary. And I'm going to run on this treadmill for, what, 10 minutes? Oh, no, well, longer than that. Right, yeah, All sure. Right, 15. You're going to go as long as you can go, but hopefully it's longer than 10 minutes. So you're with me, say, for an hour. Oh, it, yeah, right. You're being billed for an hour. You're right. Let's say an hour. Yeah. With the cardiologist and the fucking treadmill. That's a $2,500 test, by the way. That's insanity. It is what it is. I'm with you. No, it's not is what it is. It's fucking insanity. You're the original go to the doctor and he bills you for this and you go, that's a lot like $100 a minute. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or whatever. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. How about I'll give you 10 bucks. I was in there for 10 minutes. And if there's any of you. How's a dollar a minute? If there's any of you out there that don't think doctors are the most greedy motherfuckers on the planet. If you think they're like... They're greedier than lawyers. If you think they're doing this out of their, you know, the kindness of their heart... There's nothing altruistic going on. These are the greediest fucking people you will ever meet in your life. Yeah, except for the kids working in the hospitals. I mean, they care for you. For twenty five hundred bucks an hour, they better fucking care. Yeah, they don't really care. By the way, they don't give up. No, your primary, your primary care physician, it's all does not give a rat fuck about you. That's the that's the truth. Now, the kid who's in the hospital. No, I disagree with you because I have a an affectionate relationship with my primary care. Yeah, what's her name? His. Oh shit, son. Doctor Hannah and I went to his dad, and I've got my wife and daughter going there. Where is he out of? He's in Plymouth. Oh really? Yeah, baby. Long Pond Road, or yeah. Okay. I've been seeing old Doc Hannah for fifteen, twenty years now. Jesus, he must be in his seventies. He's getting ready to go down. No, he's my. He's three years older than me. Oh, oh, that's the guy. I told you that story, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, several times. This is a great story. Tell it again. All right. Such Here's a good story. 
One of my many visits. It's I go to the ninth the, time you've told it on Kind of Right. Yes, but it's great. I, it's great. I went to the doctor. My doctor's a wonderful guy. He's yeah. a, he's Egyptian. So I said to him, you know, he comes in. He doesn't spend a lot of time. You know, the nurse comes in. I shoot the shit with her because she's from Situate, and we talk about various things and whatever. And the last the last visit I had, I had a EK, EKG or an EEG. Something where they put the fucking, like... Well, if it was in the doctor's office, it's an EEG. All right. That's what I had. Yeah. And that sort of tells you if your circulatory system and heart is working somewhat. A snapshot of your... Yeah. It's a snapshot. So he comes in, although it wasn't this particular visit. This is like two years ago. Yeah. He comes in, and he says, hey, how you doing? And he, how you doing? Anything anything of concern, everything you know, anything that you're worried about. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm you know I but I said to him, and I wanna say this is like because I did a lot of things when I turned fifty. Like I went and looked up a lot of people that I hadn't talked to or heard from in a lot of years. By the way, I'm wrong again. The EKG is what you had. The EEG is the brain one. Sorry, buddy. So I said to my doctor Point blank, I said, Doc, I mean, how do you think I'm doing overall? Because you got to understand, these guys, Such they a see good story. a GP sees so many people that I swear to God. They don't remember if somebody wa- No, no, it's not about remembering. They can tell whether somebody's fucked. Oh yeah, like your skin's fucked up, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or your your and having nothing to do with the last head. time they saw you. Just looking at a random person, they know if someone's fucked. This guy sees twenty five people a, a day. day, right? Yeah. He's been doing this for thirty, 30 years. years. Yeah. If I walked in, and he knows who I am. He knows my name. Well, maybe not. Well, no, he knows my... He, hi, Joe. How you doing? He knows my name. Yeah. Does maybe he call he, you Joseph or Joe? He calls me Joe. Oh, okay. Then he doesn't know you. That's good. And he tells me, you've got a beautiful wife. My doctor calls me Albert. So unless it's written in the fucking chart that tells Joe he's got a beautiful wife, then he must be remembering. And beautiful daughter. Well, I'll tell you, Rich Shelley had that written down when he was an insurance guy. So I'm sure he did. So here's the deal. I asked my doctor, how am I doing? You know, for a guy my age. And he goes, well, let's put it this way. I'm three years older than you. And he looks like shit. And I looked at him and I I always thought he was fucking 15 years old. Really? And he was kind of like smirking at me. Yeah. Because he knew he stuck me in a fucking corner. Because what do you do? So wait, did he, you think maybe he thought that he was saying, I'm only, three, I'm only three years older than you and I look way better than you? No, he was saying, he I'm looked only like three shit. years older than you and I look like I'm 75 fucking years old. And I old. look like I just got rolled over by a fucking tanker. <laughs> he was like... You want to know how you are doing overall? I'm three years older than you. What right. do you think that tells you? Yeah. And I'm like, 
You look wonderful, Doc. Yeah. I didn't think you were. I thought you were younger than me. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, I'm like, I thought he was fucking 68. I'll tell you what. Nobody who I ran into in the last six days who's a doctor I thought was older than me because they all could be my children. Every one of them. Fucking. Well, yeah, there's a lot of 35-year-old people out there that are doctors. Yeah. That, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there who are 35 who aren't in the hospital because they got private practices because all the 31 and 32-year-olds are working in the hospital. You I don't I really mean? think you become a doctor like you're walking around on your own until you're like 30, 31. Well, at least you got a little money behind you. Oh, oh, what do you mean? As far as a private practice or I'm just just, tell, just because it takes that long? Yeah, I think, I think 28 is the youngest if you're a go-getter. But yeah, 31... The woman, I told you, I think I said we were talking on the air earlier, 31 is the woman who was the fucking real go-getter who figured her shit out. You do your undergraduate. The guy this weekend was 34. 34. You get out of medical school maybe when you're 26, 27, and then you do two or three years of internship. Residency or whatever. Residency, No, the the internship's before they have residency. 28 if you're lucky. And but if you specialize, that could be more time. Yeah. So basically, let's put it like this. Nobody's out making any money until they're like 30. Well, you got to figure even the kids who, who were taking care of her this weekend, the 31, 34-year-olds, you got to figure they're making probably 200 grand a year, no? Maybe. Uh, they got to be making two hundred grand. I think if you work for the hospital and you're in the emergency room, you're one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. How about yeah? So upstairs, you might be getting another fifty. Talking but about upstairs on the fucking floor. You, you know, and if you get into like, uh, if you get into like Doctor Oliver Land, that's wicked specialized, though. It's not wicked specialized. It's fucking hips it's and orthopo- knees and shit. Orth- orthopedic is technically specialization, well, isn't it? Of course it? it's specialized, but it's not brain surgery. Well, <laughs> this motherfucker does as many knees and hips as he can. Yeah, he also has an MBA on top of his whatever his I, medical I degrees care. are. I'm just saying, he's got an MBA also. That's about business. That's not just about he medicine. He wants 500 to a million dollars a year. That's what he wants. Well, God love him. So do I. He shouldn't be a doctor. What you should understand? he be? No, go ahead. He should be Ex- a business We've guy. done this. He is a business guy. No, there is a be. business of medicine. Yeah, There's sure. a business of medicine. Sure there is. That's how it's set up. Right. And You're saying that's wrong. Yeah. So what? you're looking for only people who are into it for altruistic reasons? No. I'm you're not going to get the best of the best, Joe. I'm looking for people that like to help people. You don't think Oliver... <laughs> so you think his interests aren't about actually... I don't bettering think he, people and I don't that think woman in his practice. Fuck that woman in his practice. That Julia, I think her name was Kensington. I can't. Who fi- look at that? She fixed that five and a half years ago. Yeah, but that's not his. He hired that woman. Yeah, but that's not his woman. He, he hired her. He doesn't say. Do you think he hired her as a as a as a as a as a as a? As a Can this woman make money? Yeah, so you're saying just as a financial asset. You bet your ass. But I'll tell you what, money. she was amazing. She's Doesn't brilliant. You get, right. That thing looked like a you, and fucking you, blown apart vagina. You know what the answer is? What? Most doctors should be women. 
And in other countries... I love this take. This is a hot take. Most doctors are women. In, in other countries? Bet your ass. Soviet Union. Before the Soviet Union fell. Look up. Look up. Mother Russia. Who are, who are the doctors in Russia? Women. Really? You know why? Because guys are greedy, egotistical fucks. And they're, they're into fucking money and one-upsmanship. And, you know, I did fucking seven knees last week. Well, dude, I fucking did nine. Better keep talking because I'm online. I'm telling you. It is a, it's a shit show out. They don't give a fuck about their patients. I mean, as long as they don't die, they don't want you dying. But that's only because it looks makes them look bad. If you fucking die, even if you die like ten years later from some fuck up they did, as long as they can cover it up, they don't give a shit. Yeah, well, I'm telling you. Especially not that prick. He is a, I'm telling you, he's a fucking greedy motherfucker. Who's that? Oliver. I don't know, man. Should keep these, I think he's I just keep these interested games. in, doesn't he's, really matter. He's interested in money. I mean. He who, wants to get all the money. I don't know about that. He wants to stack it up. I think he's you know, just found a niche. I think he's just found a niche. No. Like you found a niche. You found no, a niche. He wants to stack. You found a niche. He wants to stack all the money up. He's not that rich. Inside of his pool. Although he probably owns a lot of rental properties, I'm sure. I don't know how rich sure he is. Sure, his fucking I mean, portfolio Being a is doctor good. is not a good way to become rich. I mean, you can't start fucking working until you're 30. That's crazy. So what's your beef with him? Because... The problem with medicine is it's insanely expensive, and it's insanely expensive. Part of part of the reason it's insanely expensive is because doctors are fucking greedy, and there's no getting around it. Can you at least admit? Can you at least admit that that? The best, I hate to use this fucking expression, the best and brightest are attracted to being a doctor. Obviously, and a lawyer. Is it only because of the financial end of the rainbow, or is it because it's fucking difficult to be a doctor or a lawyer? Like, the best and the brightest, those who can apply themselves. Like, I look at my daughter, right, who talked in her, her early pre-high school years about wanting to be in medicine. And I said, honey, Charlena, stop with that. Go do the business thing. You know what I mean? Do the business thing. Because I figured it would be... A, I don't know why I steered her away from medicine. I can't remember why. I didn't, maybe that's why. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe I felt the whole, the medicine for money thing was hypocritical. And I'm like, just do the business thing. You'll, you'll be the boss. 
and you won't, you know what I mean? You won't be fucking, I got to figure that, that's the other thing with the doctors. They work a lot of hours, man. You know what I mean? They work a lot of hours. Well, I don't know what they, if you're an emergency room doctor, you can have, you can, you can sign up with a hospital. You can make 175 or 200 grand a year. You could have like work one weekend a month and work maybe 45 or 50 hours a week. By the way, there's also a thing called for doctors and nurses, a thing called a mandate where if somebody bangs in or there's need for it, you have to fucking stay. There's no you're going home. If we tell you you have to stay, you got to stay. Now, I don't know how often it happens. But it seems like it does happen quite a bit where you're a fucking salary, motherfucker. You're not getting any overtime, and you're working 16 hours today, by the way. You know what I mean? Well, which is fine. If you poke around and you get some time. Like I do. You can look up. Toilet paper in my anus hole. Most. And it's happening more here in the United States now. I think if you... If you were to go and look, Google it, um, there are more women in medical school today than men. In the U.S.? In the United States. Okay. I think you'll find more women because it's a... It's it's like the same reason that, that most nurses are women. And except for the non-egalitarian system that we had here that, you know, that said basically women are nurses and doctors are men. Right. Somewhere along the line in our... That got blurred. Medicals, my, our, our medical system, it was doctors are men, right. women are nurses. Right. Well, it turns out that women on the whole, make better doctors than men do. And how are you, how are you qualifying that? But how, how are you qualifying the word better? I believe the end results are better with a woman doctor than with men. I'm not, I'm not arguing because, like I said, this weekend Although I'm took a say, woman doctor, the first woman doctor that, you know. Because you know why? To put the nose of the grindstone and say, I'm going to figure this fucking thing out for you, honey. Because women... And and this is here. All you fucking, uh, if one of you three listeners that we have is one of them feminine fucking hate everybody, and you think all men and women are the same, feminazis as someone used to call them. Women care more about people than men do. Oh yeah, it's a fucking. It's like a. It's a non-disputable fact. They just do. Men. Are like fuck it. I don't know what this is. Fuck it. You're in trouble. Women are like, oh, this poor thing. She's suffering. Let's find out what the hell's wrong with her. That's more of a woman thing than a man thing. And I would dare say that's more of a good thing than a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's okay to be. Men and women, it's okay to be different because a lot of the differences on the woman's side are really great qualities that we need.
So the first thing is, until we have a medical, a, a, a fucking healthcare system where everybody knows what shit costs, it's always going to be out of control. Because if I have an insurance policy that says, go get the MRI, and I walk in and they go, I say, hey, do I got to give anybody any money? Nope. No, this is all part of your insurance. Okay. What do you want me to do? Go lay down over there or put this fucking thing on and right. cover your nuts with this lead thing? Cover your fucking nuts, man. I don't give a fuck. And if it says in the bill 3000 and then zeroed out. So that's number one. Everyone has to fucking have the incentive to ask what something costs. Right. If Until we get there. Talking to the is, mic, dude. Capitalism doesn't. We're in a. I guess we're in a capitalist system, right? Well, of I course. Don't know what the fuck. Look. You don't go to the store. And pick items up and go, five tomatoes. I have no idea what they cost. No, you know what they cost. You can see tomatoes, 55 yeah, cents Yeah, and you're going to either buy them at Market Basket, or you're going to buy them at Stop and Shop, or you're going to buy them at Shaw's, or you're going to buy right. them at Hannaford's, or you're going to buy them at Big Y, whoever they're on fucking, it's, you know. You're not going to pay $6 for a gallon of milk. Right, when you can pay four somewhere else. By the way, I think that's what it costs because I don't buy milk. You're I don't not even know what it costs. Is it three forty nine now? Seventeen for whole milk. For do you guys buy whole milk? milk? Huh? Do you and Patty buy whole milk? By the no, gallon? I, I do you drink milk? I buy skim milk for cereal. Okay. By the gallon or the half gallon? Well, I, I know it's fucking inconsequential, gallon, but, but that's cool. It's three forty nine. Then she throws it out. That's fine. It's cheap. Yeah, but Orange nobody's juice. gonna. If you go into the store and milk's twenty seven fifty, yeah. you're not gonna fucking buy it. Well, no. But there's so many examples in healthcare where you don't give a fuck. Well, no, something's twenty seven fifty that ought to be fucking three fifty. Yeah. Well, and somehow, I mean, how do you qualify? I mean, because all the insurance companies have a deal. With, with the provider, everybody. with the provider, right? So yeah. they bill twenty seven fifty, but this insurance company pays five bucks. This one pays seven fifty. This one pays eleven twenty five. Right. This one pays three and a quarter. Right. I found that out. So you're looking to regulate that? You 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 are a proponent of the single payer system. And the single payer I, system equals one price for everything, every I time, every it. time. Look, I don't like the idea of a government-run healthcare system. Sure. However, this shit show that's going on now, I don't know how to. It's a nightmare. Reel it in. It's a nightmare. It's worse than it was before they passed that shit. Fucking six years. There ago. has to be. I think there's got to be legislation Eight years like ago. this. You walk in, and before you go and get your MRI, they give you a paper that says, your insurance company is going to pay $2,800 for this MRI. 
And it's between you and them what you what you're fucking. There's got to be some sort of fucking deal where. I thought that's how it was. The though. insurance company is going to be twenty eight hundred dollars for this MRI. The average MRI is a thousand dollars. If you can do better, we'll take the difference off of your premium. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's got to be like on every fucking one of them. There's got to be a way. So you're looking so for you, regulation. You're looking no, for regulation looking for on the, what shit costs. It's the only consumer-driven thing where nobody knows what fucking anything costs. I know. I know. There's no, like, price tag. You don't go into the emergency room and it's like, oh, you want some Demerol? That's $750. Right. Do you want a fucking bedpan? That's 22 bucks. Right. You want an aspirin? That's $11.57. Right. There's none of that. Now, I understand if you're in critical shape, but it's like, okay, we're, we want to give you this test. And it could happen anytime today or tomorrow. And you go, okay. And we're obligated to tell you, here's how much this test costs. Right. This is how much we're going to charge you. Right. And, okay, well, this test is, you know, $875. And, and then you, on there somewhere, it's like the average cost of this test throughout the country is 375 bucks. Right. And somehow, in between, if you negotiate in between those two, you get an you get a fucking something. You know what I mean? I don't know whether you get it off your premium. The deal is, you got to know what it fucking costs. Paying, say, I'm gonna make it up. Like I'd been paying out of pocket sixty dollars a month. Right. So the insurance plan that I bought didn't have prescription drug coverage. However. I paid, now that I had this insurance, I paid what this insurance company paid for the drugs. Do you follow what I'm saying? I got you. So I went in, and all of a sudden, the drugs were $25 instead of 60 So just because I had no prescription drug coverage, but I did, I had HMO Blue. Mm-hmm. HML Blue has a contract with all of the fucking pharmacies, and they pay for this particular drug. Tw- you pay twenty five bucks, or they pay twenty five bucks. Yeah. So I paid twenty five bucks instead of sixty. Right. And I didn't have any. Pr- so I got their their benefit of their negotiation. Now that's bullshit. So what you're saying. What I'm telling you is, so there's old ladies with no insurance paying 60 and just because I'm with a certain plan, I'm paying 25 Right. That's fucking wrong. Right. How can a drug be 25 and 60 I mean... There's no other, there's no other item that I can think of in the commercial world where... Cars... No, you're not going to pay sixty thousand dollars for a car that I can buy. Yeah, but for it's all grand. about how you. It's cabbie. It's yeah. fucking caveat emptor. It's let the fucking buyer negotiate his own shit. Figure it out. First of all, nobody knows that they can negotiate with the hospitals or with Walmart. Well, you can. 
Well, you can. Yeah. Everybody know. Everybody thinks they have to negotiate for a car, which is really a pain in the ass. A lot of people just want to go in and. I want to buy a car. Can you not fuck me? Yeah, right. Can you just... I don't want to be here three hours, even though I know I'm going to be here three hours. And it's like... It's kind of the same thing with the hospital, by the way, because you can tell the hospital that... By the way, um, that bill that you sent me (laughs) over and above what my insurance company is going to pay, I'm never, ever, ever going to pay you that. Ever. So either let's negotiate <laughs> a new total or you're going to have to be happy with 25 bucks a month from now until whenever I die. You know what I mean? And then certainly that's all you're going to ever get because I don't know what the rules are on, you know, the estate being assigned your medical fucking debt. Which, you know, if they got a fucking bulldog lawyer. That's the other thing with these fucking scum fuck fucking lawyers. Those guys with the credit card lawyers. They're all fucking getting into the medical game now. Those fucking scum fucking bottom fucking feeding trough feeders. I fucking hate those guys. Fucking cunts. Every one of you. And every one of you I'm going to fucking screw. Every one of you. You fucking assholes. They fucking <laughs> They're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna buy up the medical we're gonna buy up this fucking debt and and then we're gonna go get these people. Well good. Fucking invest your money in that debt, you fucking cunt. Because when you take me to court, I'm gonna go. I I I don't know who this fucking guy is. I never fucking met this guy in my life. You know what I mean? You might as well just not pay any of your debts, by the way, because eventually... Show me where I signed yeah, that I was going to be none responsible of them, for this debt. And none of them have it. And and by the way, that's where I'm at with my personal doctor, because since I've been... A lot been, of mortgage companies had no fucking paperwork. Since this whole Obama fucking care thing went down, I used to have Blue Cross Blue Shield, and I never... I paid... We paid our insurance, and... Never got a bill, ever. Like, you go and you get a fucking prescription, and the copay was nothing. The, you go, the copay at the doctor's was 15 bucks, and you never got a bill. If you happen to have an EKG or a blood test or a piss test or a fucking paternity test, there would never be any bill. Now there's a fucking bill for everything. And it's like... Well, I'm never, ever going to pay that, by the way. And <laughs> so every time I go into my doctor's office, they go, <clears throat> all right, yeah, you got a $20 copay. And I go, yep, here's your 20 bucks. She goes, you, and I'll pay her with like a 50, and I'm waiting for my 30 back, you know. She goes, by the way, you owe us like 440 bucks. And I go, for what? She goes, well, you, you had an EKG, and you had a fucking... Remember when they took that cancer off your shoulder? You, the insurance didn't cover all that. I go, give me my 30 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Continue to bill me for that. Cause, and, and, and they cannot refuse you medical fucking... Well, is this your prime? It's not emergency. Oh, no, it's primary. I think they can kick you right out. 
I can. I they think still they can have say, it. We're, we're not going to serve you. No, they still haven't. I don't owe them that much. Well, I owe you them know about why? because they're probably like ah, fuck it. I think I owe them like twelve forty or something. But I've been going there for years. And by the way, his bedside manner is not that great. So I'm I'm getting I'm I'm extracting I'm extracting fucking money from his less than good bedside manner for the last twenty years. You know what I mean? Meaning the the money that you owe is being reciprocated back to you for his lack of for his lack of being right. a really good doctor. Being, he's an asshole. I kind of like, but I kind of like that about him. Is that weird? I kind of like that my doctor sucks. Is that fucking weird? He's a good doctor, but he's just he's, he sucks. He's just well. He's, sometimes it's a sign he's the that, worst kind of human being. Nothing wrong with you. By the way, that fucking guy. I'll tell you his name later. I won't say it on. <laughs> you look him up if you put his name in fucking Google. Comes right up. This guy fucking fingered a patient. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now I'm like extra. I'm not paying you ever. But you know what? He's, he's, he's through that now, though. He's fine. He I, only fingered one. I actually kind of like him. I you do know, like he, him. He lost I like the his, abuse. He lost his way. Albert, you do not have skin cancer. I go, well, your fucking girl told me I got skin cancer. Well, she was wrong. You do not have skin cancer. Didn't they have to cancer. carve the fucking thing off you? Yeah, I'm like, so you fucking used a melon scoop on my fucking shoulder. You know what I mean? <laughs> he goes, no, that was for skin cancer. This other one was not skin cancer. You do not have skin cancer. And I go, great. He goes, but, however, you do need you to asshole you do need to lose weight. I go, yeah, you've been telling me that for 20 years. He goes, so what are you going to do about it? I go... Is he a Ruski? What he is he? What, what is he? He is... His name is Adnan... Uh, he has a very... He's a Saudi Arabian... I was going to say... He's a Spanish Adnan. He's a Spanish citizen by way of Saudi Arabia. So he's a, so he's he's a, a citizen a, of Spain. He's about 60. So he's a terrorist. He's, he's an Arabian... But he's a Spanish citizen, and he went to school in Barcelona, and he did his residency at Framingham. In Framingham State, the women's college? No, 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 the, the, the hospital. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's... Come over here, your pussy way, looks bad. Yeah, he's a good guy. By the way, I like him. I could change... At any time, and I will be soon. By the way, and he could be wearing a suicide vest. He's also got that you go he's in. He's got there. me on like nine different pills, and it's 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 no fun. So, Joe, we're gonna do a little quick fire sale here, right? We haven't. Do oh, by the way, I t I forgot to tell everybody, we finally got a sponsor. Our show is sponsored by Mike's Light Hard Lemonade. <laughs> Mike's, it's our new sponsor. <laughs> I want to let you all know. Go ahead. Back in the old days, there was nothing like sitting on the porch <laughs> with some lemonade that Grandma made. Yeah. Now, imagine today sitting on the porch. Like a malt liquor flavored like lemons. With some Mike's Light hard lemonade. Pretty fun. Only 109 calories a bottle. It tastes sweet and delicious going down. 5% alcohol by volume. And you can drink all the mics you want. You won't get a headache. 
and you will get shit-faced eventually. So here's the other thing. We haven't seen that much each other to talk about current events. How about the whole hullabaloo about Ivanka's email? Uh, you know you know what I'm talking I, about? You know what? I saw something. I didn't read anything about it because it just, it always. You stopped reading once you were fucking. Well, when I saw it was Ivanka's email, right. I'm like, I know this is bullshit. Right. This is somebody. Yes, Ivanka has fucking highly classified shit, just like Hillary. Right. On her email. Right. You know, I, I just immediately go, this is not a story. This is something that somebody wants to, like, try to draw a comparison between that evil, fat, whore cunt that's still alive, Hillary, right. who should be in And that prison. angel, and that beautiful angel of us. And that wonderful, just strikingly good-looking oh. woman with gigantic tits. And a beautiful smile. Her father wants to fuck her. That's how good-looking she is. Right. Hey, who's that guy? Who's Trump's guy there? The bulldog guy who just defends him to the end? We were talking about him before. Which one? Rudy? No, Rudy no. Not the, not, the, not the lawyer. The guy who's more like the one who fucking, he put Mueller in a bad, oh, he put Comey in a bad position. And the guy, he's like uh, Trump's own George Soros. The, the fucking bulldog guy who, who will just fucking. Are you talking about the uh, Italian dude? Nope, not the Italian dude. He's American. You know who I'm talking about. Well, Fuck. no, I mean, he's American too. Yeah, yeah. Michael Love. No, 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 no. Avenatti. I'm not talking about the no, guy. No, not Avenatti, but the. You're talking about. The guy. You're not talking about Scaglarini or whatever. No, the guy who's in his corner. The guy in his corner who fucking defends him till the end. He Trump had a tweet last week. He's like. Uh, Michael Avenatti should probably do a whole bunch of time because he sucks. But uh, this, he gotta, but this guy this here, Avenatti, is, is just a disgusting fucking. Blood. The guy with the white hair who like who fucking he fucking plants stories about all Trump's fucking. Oh, Roger Stone. Yeah, Roger Stone. Oh. That's who I'm talking about. All right. So Trump treats out the other day that. Roger Stone, you know, should be commended, or he has big balls, or he's whatever. Roger Stone has balls of platinum. So everyone else is saying, oh. He basically told Mueller's whole crew to go no. fuck themselves. So the left is now saying, uh, that is fucking evidence of collusion. Tampering. Oh, tampering. Yeah. He's tampering. Yeah. No, what he's doing is saying, this guy is my friend. Eat my balls, you no. cunt. Right. He's my pal. By the way, supposedly Mueller is wrapping up. It's well, wrapping up. After two years, they found nothing. It's time. They're wrapping it up. Are you sure about that? You sure there's not anything fucking earth-shattering coming hold. up? Hold the fort. Joe, go like this. Go. Hold the fort. I'm going to get my... Joe, go like this. So what do you got? So, all right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a a semi-structured accounting of what is going on, what went on, and what is going on now, and the reason that we have this whole Russian collusion thing. So we're going to start here. We're going to say 
bet. I'm looking at uh, documents as we speak here. So the Obama administ the Obama administration was extremely comfortable with using government and government means for political ends. So you have to understand when Trump became the Republican candidate, no one thought he was going to win. And it wasn't like maybe in the middle of the campaign, no one thought he was going to win. But when it got down to two weeks before the campaign ended or when the election was going to happen, nobody. So keep that in the back of your mind. Nobody thought that Donald Trump was ever going to be president of the United States. Except for me and you. Well, I knew the day the day he announced, he announced I the, said the he'll day be the he next came president. Down the stairs. So it was a great day. The deal is now this is gonna take me a few minutes here. I'm gonna I'm reading from a transcribed note. Okay. So a plan was hatched. Obama administration. If you're, and one of his plans was to do basically a sort of like a little investigation, because you're in the White House, and you know the other guy's going to lose. So why not poke around a little bit? Right. Okay. So you got Obama in there and. You know, he's a cool dude, and everybody loves him. And Well, hang on. So the, first, so the first little plan they had was like, all right, let's hit the Trump team, folks, and uh, let's fuck around a little bit, see what we can find out about these rat bastards. So now, the NSA has a database. NSA being the National Security Administration has a database of a whole shitload of information. Metadata, tax, you know, fucking uh, who your great-great-grandmother is, and, you know, all that shit. And they record everything. Like, if, if it's being thrown out onto... Uh, phone line, the internet, it's being fucking recorded. Right. And it's being it's being taped, it's being analyzed and analyzed. Not by humans, right. but you know, it's being like keywords and shit like that. Same with email and you know, anything that you type on your phone. Look, privacy is not a constitutional right in this country. It's just not. So the Obama administration figures out, and this is part of the first plan, through unmasking, in other words, wiretapping people, pretending they're targeting foreigners. Okay? Yeah. So here's the deal. You can, you can go in and you can wiretap somebody, 
and they have a, they call it the two-hop rule. You can wiretap the person. You can wiretap the person that they're talking to that you feel is a spy, and then you can wiretap the person that they're talking to. Right. We call that the two-hop rule. Right. In in the old, uh, you know, national security thing, which means basically if you get one person inside of a, a campaign, you basically have everybody. Okay. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Meaning you can't just tap. It's not saying you can just, all right, if it's Joe Blow, all you can do is see who Joe Blow, you know, Joe Blow talked to and who talked back to him. And you can't even see who did it. You can just see right. what they said. Right. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. It's who Joe Blow talked to and then who they talked to. Right. So if you're in a tight little office, you pretty much have everybody with the two-hop rule. All right? Right. So, and they're basically going, you know, they're doing this. And by what they're doing is they're doing queries. Queries. Queries at the NSA. And this could be Susan Rice. This could be a whole host of Obama flackies. And again, you got to remember, there was no, Trump's chance of fucking winning was so remote. Oh, winning the nomination or winning the presidency? No, winning the presidency. Oh, it was one in 75 like, or one in 80. Everybody thought, like, this was all going to fucking be just put under the rug. Yeah, it was as an 85 as, to one shot As soon as evil Hillary was in, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just all gone. All right, so there's all these fucking queries going on at NSA, and there isn't, uh, you know, somebody at NSA, you know, because there are people that work for the government that they're just workers. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're people that are... The nine-to-fivers, it doesn't matter who is in charge or who they're bought. They're not really political. They're called bureaucrats. They're called bureaucrats. All right, one of these guys was a guy by the name of Mike Rogers. Okay. Mike Rogers is a... Huge faggot. No, no, Mike Rogers is a NSA guy. And I don't exactly know what his title is, which I may find in this shit, but Mike Rogers is a... He's a Navy guy. I don't know whether he was an admiral. I don't even know what one step below an average. A captain, a fucking... It doesn't matter. Mike Rogers noticed that there was some weird shit going on at the NSA database. Okay. Okay? So Mike Rogers says, eh, this is fucking, you know, something weird going on here. And uh, I don't like it. And just because he's not, like, for Trump, he's not for Hillary, he's for what the fuck's going on here, okay? So, now it says here you can Google the FISA intelligence survey. Let's call it their report on 
the 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 technical term is a, they're called a, in quotations about queries, meaning somebody goes in and they say about queries, Joe Brennan. You know, I mean, it's like Joe Brennan and do I have and, to beep that out? No, I don't. I know. No, I'm I don't sorry. care if my I name's know, in. I know. I know. Well, is it Joe Brennan and fucking Phoenix, or is it? Uh, no, we want Joe Brennan over in you know around the uh, Massachusetts area. So, Mike Rogers goes to the Foreign Intelligence Court and says, "Houston, we have a problem. These queries are queries. supposed to follow very specific guidelines about terrorism and all these metrics." You can't just spy on Americans in the database. No. This is a quote from Mike Rogers. And the next thing you know, it's an 80-page report of this massive scheme. We call this massive scheme the part A of the Obama thing. Right. I mean, you're the one with the notes, man. I can't I help you along. All right, I'm going to keep going here. Yep. So is this making any sense? Yeah, yeah, you're you doing great. It? Oh, yeah, this is great okay, stuff. Okay, so the FISA court looks into it and yep. comes back with a report on March 17th yep. of this is 2016, I'm guessing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is devastating. If you haven't read it, you are doing yourself a great disservice. Page 80 specifically is horrifying. Okay. Okay. Apparently, the NSA database was being queried by private contractors. Queried. These are not even government officials. People within the government were using private contractors to query information. They have no judicial or legal authority whatsoever to look at. Okay. Rogers smelled a rat. People panic in the government. Now, conveniently, what happens right after the election? Okay, so yeah. this was in 2016. Yeah. And then fucking Trump wins. Oh my God. Right. Everything's going to f all the, f the whole fucking plan. I'm going to, Rogers is still like, I'm going to go p put these pieces together and, and fi start figuring out what the fuck's going on here. Because, you know, nobody really thinks that. You know, you want to believe that even if you work there, you want to believe that everybody's not a crook. Right. Everybody's trying to play by the rules. Right. So Trump's elected. President-elect. Ten days after the election. Yeah. Okay? Which just so happens to be about the amount of time. Because remember, Trump, after he was elected, he was meeting people at Trump Tower. Okay. And... I think you can remember this. People were coming into Trump Tower. They sure. had it all fucking cordoned off. Well, it takes about 10 days to yeah, get Yeah, it was like the White House North. Right. Takes about 10 days after... Takes to get a skiff set up. You know what a skiff is? Good. What's a skiff, Joe? Well, I'm going to tell you. I know what it is, but tell everyone else. Do you know what it is? I don't. It sounds like a fucking some sort of boat. Go ahead. A sensitive compartmentalized yep. information facility. Oh, okay. That's what a skiff is. So now Trump wins. 
They were using private contractors who were giving marching orders by various people from the Obama administration to query people about the Trump campaign. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Yep. Trump wins. Right. They're all fucking, oh, whoa. This can't happen. How the fuck can Trump win? Well, he won. Yeah. So. Because he knew he could. That's how. Well, he won. won. Yeah. So 10 days after the election, Trump, somebody visits Donald Trump in Trump Tower. Who visits? Mike Rogers, who is the, one of the, the head guys at NSA. Oh, okay. Rogers doesn't tell anyone. Totally fucking outside. Justin, right. Totally outside of the, you know, I the mean. Protocol of this whatever. Guy, this right. guy's a Navy guy. Right, right. Okay, he's a, I don't. I don't know whether he was an admiral. You can look it up. Mike Rogers. I think he was. You're right. Maybe he's an admiral. Yeah. But maybe he's one less than an admiral. But he was like running NSA or a good portion of What's NSA. What's his name again? Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers. Yeah, he's, a, he's an admiral. R-O-G-E-R-S. Yeah. So Rogers goes to Trump Tower, and he doesn't tell anybody. He doesn't tell like his, his next in command. He doesn't tell anybody. He just goes. He visits Trump in Trump Tower. Ten days after the election. And that's about it. Yeah, he was an admiral. You're right. He's on. an admiral. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's about... All right, so this is, an, this is a fucking major dude. Born on Halloween, by the way, 1959. Goes to Trump Tower. Goes into the White... Goes into Trump Tower. Okay. Talks privately to Trump because there was a skiff set up. No. A secretive compartmentalized Inf information Inf facility. Right. Or sensitive compartment. I can't say compartmentalized. Compartmentalized. Come on. I can't say it. Compartmentalized information facility. Yeah. He meets with Trump. Rogers meets with Trump. And the very next day, Donald Trump talking to the microphone evacuates Trump Tower. Oh, okay. You can you can go see this. You can read this is not bullshit. It was March 17th. Let me get the date right again. So for all you people out there that are listening, it was March 17th, I think uh 2017 or some fucking thing like that. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go back and find it for you because... He was already president. He wasn't president. Well, if it was 2017, he was oh, no. sworn in. You're right. He wasn't president. Okay, so 2016. We're still at 16 here. Yep. All right, where's the date? Thank you, Will, for helping me out there. I'm trying, baby. So, 10 days trying after to get he you, was elected... Trying to make you cohesive. So we're talking about... Uh, he was elected on what? March 9th? March 8th? He was elected I mean, in no, November no, no. 4th. November 4th, uh, 6th, 7th, 8th? It was November 4th. No, November 9th. November 9th. So he was in there like November 19th. I mean, sorry, keep going. The next day, 
after Mike Rogers goes in and meets with Trump, Trump leaves Trump Tower and never has another fucking meeting there again. He goes to his Bedminster, New Jersey. Oh, my God, you were right. He was elected November 8th, 2016. Right. You're the best, Joe. So, Which is about as late as you can get elected. Fucking leaves Trump yeah. Tower. Not yeah. one, not another meeting after Mike Rogers goes there. Right. Okay? So, he goes to Bedminster. How can November 8th be the first Tuesday in the fucking November? Why am I Isn't it supposed to be the first Tuesday? For some reason... I'm the first Tuesday, March. by definition, would have been November 1st. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. It's the first Tuesday, not the second Tuesday. But, yeah, November 8th. There must have been something going on. So, Rogers By has the way, this the meeting. greatest day in the in history of the United States. Go ahead. Rogers has this meeting. Trump evacuates Trump Tower. Yeah. Are we, are we all still with it? I'm, I'm following you. Okay. So, Trump if says... If I'm following you, everyone else should be. Now, we don't know what Tr- Rogers says Nobody to Trump. is as drunk as me. Go ahead. Nobody... We don't know. We don't know. This could all be like... Rogers could have said, you know what? You should get the fuck out of here because, uh, you know... ISIS has a fucking, uh, you know, fucking drone. Right. So, very next day, after Trump evacuates Trump Tower, very next day, Obama administration comes out and calls for somebody to be fired. Oh. Who is that somebody? Mike Rogers. Of course. They start blaming things like drone strikes. Yeah. Because it's easy. Can you be any more obvious? The Obama administration knows Rogers is the good guy or at least the honest guy and fills Trump in on this entire spying fucking bullshit. So, all of a sudden, in the Obama administration, people start resigning from the federal government. Do you know who also resigns? No. Bob Pray tell. Hannigan. Oh, who's he? Who is Bob Hannigan, you say? He sounds important. Bob Hannigan is the head of the GCHQ, which is the British NSA. Why do you think the British NSA would resign right after that Rogers meeting after Trump finds out about this massive spying operation? I don't know. Why? I can't I can't draw a line, man. I'm not taking a selfie of you and I'm not making not taking a selfie of myself. I'm going to to read you from a headline. Right. This is from CNN. Okay. Okay? Yep. Al, I'm trying to add excitement here. Go, man. Go. April 14, 2017. Remember who Bob Hannigan is. This is a CNN headline, April 14, 2017. Yeah. Now, this apparently uh, happened back in November or December of 16. Sure. But he's the head of British NSA, British Intelligence. Passed Trump Associates communications with Russia onto the U.S. 
counterparts. Okay. Okay? That's CNN saying that this guy, Hannigan, Bob Hannigan, yeah. is passing on intelligence from Trump associate communications with Russia onto the U.S. counterparts, meaning he's given it to the Obama administration. Right. That's CNN. I didn't write it. So, the United States government in Plan A, we're calling Plan A the Obama plan to fuck Trump. Right. And... Basically, they were weaponizing the intelligence community to listen in and computer search the Trump team to hurt them during the pol- the political season. Right. All right. And they were working with the British and Australian to pass information on the Trump team onto the Obama administration. I mean, so what's the mystery there? Well, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't find it surprising. What I find, what I find is that it's just blatantly fucking illegal. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if illegal is the word, but it's well, you know, like Susan Rice has said things like, "Well, uh, we were spying on Russian spies here," you know, which happens to be like the fucking ambassador from Russia, right? Who met with. Trump after he won. Right. You know, so they just happened to pick up, you know, what Trump was saying as part of spying on a Russian spy. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to make this shit up as like it's all, you know, it's all fucking. All right. So it gets better. Right. Ready? Oh, I'm ready. Fucking way ready. I mean, so ready? I'm getting another beer. Go ahead. Get another beer, baby. So basically, the U.S., which we always do, work with the British and Australians to pass information on the Trump team on the Obama administration. Now, it sounds like, okay, well, this is just regular shit. But except it's an election year, and everyone hates fucking Trump. and And... In this administration, everyone wants fucking Trump to lose and Hillary to win. Yeah. They want Trump to die, never mind lose. So this whole fucking thing sort of becomes like a horror show because there's all this fucking... There's no FISA warrants to be tapping any of these things. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no fucking FISA warrants. You're not supposed to be searching the NSA computer... Whether you're a fucking subcontractor or not. Right. It doesn't matter whether I go down and search it or I tell subcontractor A to go down and search right. it. Right. You have no right to fucking search it. Right. You don't have any you don't have a warrant. You you're not you don't have a fucking judge behind you. So right. everything they were doing was illegal. Right. Now remember, all under the guise that, you know, Trump was gonna lose and of course Hillary, who's she gonna fucking tell on? She's as crooked as shit anyway. Right. So the whole thing falls apart. And a whore. So they move on to this so-called plan B. Right. 
So, Plan B is kind of like a cleanup operation. They realize Rogers, Mike Rogers, is onto them. He's like, this is the admiral who's like in head of the NSA, and he's going, there's fucking people in here searching shit that they have no right to search. And that's why he went and told Trump. So now you can say, well, he went over there and, you know, congratulated him on his win and said that uh, my wife makes really nice donuts. Right. And then Trump abandoned Trump Tower and moved and never had another meeting in Trump Tower. Right. You can believe that, but you can also believe that Santa Claus lives in my asshole. Right. So yeah, that's a deep, dark, dank asshole. They're leaving a massive paper trail. They move on to Plan B. Plan B. Plan B is crossfire hurricane. Woohoo! If we can't spy on them illegally, let's just spy on them legally. Okay? Right. This is plan B. Yeah. Because now, the Obama administration, you can't can't say it was Obama. Nobody can trace it back to him, but you know he fucking knows. Right. Because all of those, all of those people, I'm going to say this out loud. Good. This is going to sound horrible. It's not that horrible. Go ahead. Did you notice that all of Obama's left and right-hand men and women were all black. I mean... Did you notice that? Of course. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, it's... I'm just saying It that, is. It just is. Like, they're the best qualified. Or are they just people that you know... Well, they're the most qualified black people. They're no, the no. most qualified black no, people. No, what I'm saying to you is... Yep. I believe he had these people in because he could trust them. Well, they were his. Isn't they, that what they you're were supposed his, to do? Surround yourself with people you can trust. Trump didn't know fucking uh, General Kelly or fucking. But Mattis he believed he believed he could trust him. Didn't know them though. Obama brought in people that he fucking knew. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't. Well, you know, where do you think you get the Valerie Jarrett woman? The woman that didn't come back and say anything after crazy Roseanne Barr. So you're said, saying clearly she wasn't the most qualified. It was just someone he knew. She's not qualified to blow fucking dead maggots. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's so. And I'm not saying this a to tough sound order. Racist. I'm saying, isn't it okay? You're a black. And he's Obama's not even black. He's really Obama's not. Obama's white. He's, he's white. half white, and he was raised by white he's people. Way more than half white, by the way. That makes him way more than half white. So I'm not trying to be racist here, but I'm saying that did he bring in the best, or did he bring in people that he knew personally and could trust, which happened to be a bunch of people from Chicago. Yeah. Or that he knew along the way. Yeah, a bunch of and criminals. brought in. Yeah. So that he could do fucked up shit and become, from the beginning, the supposedly the most transparent White House to the least transparent White House ever. But isn't it wonderful, Joe, that in our lifetime we had a black president? 
I think it's fucking great. It's fucking great, right? I was thrilled that our country voted a black president yep. in because it says a lot Me about too. our country. Yep. Even though he was, you know, the worst president who ever had the job. Well, he isn't qualified to run a fucking, yeah. you know, a, a Dairy Queen. Circle K. Yeah, right. A 7 Eleven. But that's okay. Most guys who run a 7 Eleven are more qualified to run the United States than Barack Obama ever was. Yeah. You or know what I mean? Or a Circle K. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. A, you know. Because they got those. gas and fast food. Right. And you got to. And Coke. And you gotta like make sure shit comes in the next day, yeah. and yeah, yeah, shit yeah. you run out of, and yeah. like he he's never. And you run gotta anything. schedule people. You know what I mean? Trump like built. Pretty like, sure that he didn't. Obama didn't have to schedule shit. Trump like built fucking, you know, eighty story buildings. He had to have the in New York marble come in in Manhattan, mind you. Permits. Yeah, yeah. He had to fucking bring him in before five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, before yeah. The fucking rush hour. Right. He had to get him crane loaded off the tray. He had to deal with this unit and that unit and this fucking concrete yeah. place and that. I mean, this guy knows how to run something. Yeah. Obama knows how to run his mouth, and that's, that's about, about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're on a plan B. Rogers has a meeting in Trump. Trump Tower fucking everybody in Trump Tower, including Donald. The Donald says, let's get the fuck out of here because we're being spied on. Right. And he goes to Bedminster. So the next day, and I said this already, the Obama administration comes out and calls for somebody to be fired who is Mike Rogers. The guy that went to Trump Tower. Right. The day before. Right. Or, or two days before. So, the Obama administration knows Rogers is the good guy. Or just... A know, guy. The guy that doesn't want to deal with the, you know... If Trump was spying on Obama, he'd do the same thing. Sure. He just wants it to be fucking fair. Right. Like most of these people. Most of these people are decent people that work for the government. I mean, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of people that start resigning from the federal government. And I went through already. Now, who is Bob Hannigan? Bob Hannigan is the head of the GCHQ, which is the British NSA. And the British NSA was handing over sh shit along with the Australian, uh, handing over all the shit. To the Obama administration. Right. And this was reported in a CNN article, April 14, 2017. Remember who Bob Hannigan is, I say. He's the head of the British NSA. British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with Russians onto U.S. counterparts. So that's what you need to know. So not only is the United States government in plan A weaponizing its intelligence community to listen in and computer search the Trump team to hurt them during the political opposition part of their campaign, they're working with the British and Australian to pass information on the Trump team onto the Obama administration. Right. So this is a full-blown fucking war machine using 
just absolutely not to be used intelligent intelligence gathering information right such as the NSA computer to fucking do this so I think I already came up on this get back up on it baby so they called that like the plan A that was what they were doing plan A plan B fucking Trump wins Oh, my God, Trump wins. People are getting caught. There's a huge papal trail. Time to get out. They move on to Plan B. Plan B is, listen, if we can't spy on them illegally, let's just spy on them legally. Right. So they said, we've got... When I say they, these are the miscreants, whether, you know, this is where it gets shady because you can't, there's nobody being named here. It's not Susan Rice. It's not private contractors. Right. Probably people are keep trying to keep their names, three or four names away from the actual person. Yeah. So they go to the FISA court because now they want to, okay, we're going to go in and go to the FISA court. And the FISA court is the mysterious court where you go in and say, hey, we got to fucking spy on this dude because, you know, he might be building bombs and shit. And what, it, what, what evidence do you have? Well, you know, we don't have much of anything, but we just think that he looks dirty. So they go into the FISA court the first time. And... Uh, They realize, going into the FISA court, they have the two-hop rule, which I already explained. Right. two-hop rule being you can hop two, two people away. So if Al is talking to me and I'm talking to Osama, they can spy on Al, they can spy on me, and they can spy on Osama. Right. So basically, when you get that kind of web, you can spy on everybody. Anybody or everybody, right. So all they had to do, the Obama administration, is get a FISA warrant. So because if they got a FISA warrant on, like, say, uh, Don Jr.'s secretary. Right. Then it would be Don Jr. Obviously secretary a huge to Don whore. Jr. to to Donald Trump. Right. They got everybody. Right. So they went into the FISA court and they had no fucking evidence. So unlike unmaskings and the taping into the database is what they did before to produce actual evidence in the in the FISA court. There has to be some evidence. Right. And they had no evidence. They go in front of the FISA court, and the FISA court says, no, we're not going to let you do this. You have no evidence. Well, we think he's really doing bad stuff, Your Honor. No, you can't do that. Okay? So, they went away sad. As they do when they're, they're the they dams, do. 
Yeah, they go away sad. Right. So they're going, what the fuck are we going to do now? How are we going to get in there and get the fucking, uh, you know, get this warrant so we can spy again? So the FBI and State Department and the DOJ they said, well, we don't really have any evidence. Let's just make it up. We've got this guy we work with in the past, Christopher Steele, who is a British intelligence guy. And he, along with, by being paid by partially from the Clinton campaign, comes up with a dossier. You know the famous Trump dossier? Of course. The dossier was written back in April 17th of 2007. It was an article written in the Wall Street Journal by two journalists, uh, Glenn Simpson and Mary Jacoby, who was his wife, and they were people that uh, were writing about how you know, Russian lobbyists could get away with blah, 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 and shit like that. Well, what they did is they took this dossier, well, they took this article, turned it into a dossier, and Fusion GPS, which was started by Glenn Simpson, who was the guy that wrote half of the fucking article, they just plugged in Trump names for people they had in the in the fucking article in the dossier. Do you find yeah, it wasn't yeah, a, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a dossier. They turned it into a dossier. Yeah, right, right. They invented it. Yeah, right. All right. So they took the dossier and they brought it to the fucking FISA court. So this is something that was written 11 years earlier. They plugged in a bunch of fucking Trump names, reworded it a little bit. Paul Manafort was already in it because he was doing shit with the Russians. You know what I mean? Back in 2007. And they went in with the fucking dossier. And they were able to get a FISA warrant. Right. So, big question on Plan B. This is Plan B now, because yep. they're like, "Oh shit, now fucking Trump's gonna win, and oh, it's gonna be horrible." So, what's happened is they said, "Listen, let's go to the FISA court and do this legally. We need evidence. We don't have evidence." Ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton has a guy at Fusion GPS and says he has a story to tell. Glenn Simpson took his Wall Street Journal piece like it was a movie script, scratched out the names, and put Donald Trump's name and said, look, do I got a story for you guys? It's all BS. The whole dossier is crap. Read the article. It's a movie script they recycled. It's it's a fable. It's made up. It's a scam. There is not a scintilla of evidence that it's true. But they were able to take that in and use it as evidence so that they could get 
FISA warrant so that they could go back and they could do some spying. Get what I'm saying, Al? Of course, yep. So, part of the uh, dossier says that Michael Cohen, because they find a Michael Cohen that was a lawyer, Trump's lawyer went over to Prague to set up this whole information exchange with the Russians, right? The problem with the Michael Cohen that they had in the dossier is that Michael Cohen, the guy that they have now, who is the you know, guy that paid Stormy Daniels money so that she wouldn't talk about fucking Trump, had never been to fucking... He'd never been to Prague. You follow what I'm saying? I got you. Never been there. I mean, who has? So they ran the NSA database looking at Michael Cohen, and they got the one guy. I know, is there one, Dan? But there is a whole lot of Michael Cohens. So this was the Michael Cohen. But Michael Cohen had never been to... So they got the fucking wrong guy in the dossier. Okay? Right. Except Michael Cohen's now probably going to go to jail or fucking for some other thing that has nothing to do with collusion. Well, he's probably guilty of something. Right. I mean, we all are, aren't we? Yeah. So plan B falls apart. Because something, well, and this is, well, I guess plan B was before election. Donald Trump wins. So I guess they were working on this thing before Trump. I for, Forgive me. I was saying it was after. It's not. It was all before. Plan A, plan B. Never, nobody ever thought fucking Trump was going to win. Well, except for me and you. Right. So everybody thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. They were going to get in. Everything was going to be rosy. They could just, you know, John Brennan from the fucking, uh, you know, CIA, he'd get back in and he'd probably be like their fucking attorney general and... Uh, Right. Blah, blah, blah. So, they've done all this shit, and now they got to cover it up. You know, so Trump wins the election, but, you know, they still have till January 17th to fucking start cleaning up. So... Keep it going, buddy. I know. I'm trying to. You're in charge. Well, the 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 third the third thing they what happened had to happen after Clinton lost to the to the fucking horror of all the people that you know were in the Obama administration because they figured she was a shoe in. Yeah. And this is where do you remember John Brennan? Of course. Melted down. Oh. And, like, he's fucking, uh, because Trump did that speech thing in front of, like, the fucking uh, CIA where they got the stars with no names. Yeah, he melted like cheese on a grill. So, he's, this is John Brennan melted down. He's the head of the intelligence community, John Brennan. Yep. Who do you think John Brennan met with right before the election? Bob Hannigan. Of course. 
the same guy from British intelligence agencies that quit after after the Trump election. He gets out 10 days, but doesn't tell anybody. He says, oh, I'm leaving for family reasons. What do you mean? You're, rela- you're related to Donald Trump. You're leaving because Donald Trump got elected. And John Carlin, who is John, who is John Carlin? He's the head of the Department of Justice, National Security Division. The final division in the DOJ to put their John Hancock on any FISA warrant. He quits right after the election. Who does John Carlin work for? You ready? John Carlin, before we got to the DOJ, he was Bob Mueller's chief of staff. Okay. The shit gets thicker. So Bob Mueller makes sense for the guy to sick on Trump for the Russian collusion. Right. So everybody thinks they're going down. They fake the massive unmasking. Meaning, you know, that's where you look up people on the NSA thing. Right. And then fucking, you know, out who they are. Right. And Susan Rice, Samantha Power, they've been basically been busted by the FISA court, tapped into the FISA database about queries. They left a paper trail 65 miles long. Bob Mueller has to clean this mess up. Now, right away... They had a name. So Bob Mueller's old chief of staff, he's the cleanup guy. Bob Mueller, who's, you know, his guy was John Carlin. He's yeah. the guy that signed the fucking, the warrant for the right. Pfizer thing. He's Mueller's fucking chief of staff. So... Bob Mueller is basically in there because he's, he's a whore. linked to all the players that were spying on the Trump team before they they thought old Trumpy, well, while they were going along thinking old Trumpy was never going to get fucking elected. Right. So, Mueller was brought in to get Trump impeached because they don't want any of this to see the light of day. Why Mueller? Why Mueller? Mueller knows every player. And he has intimate connections with them all. The guy who signs off on the BS FISA warrant, which I don't know what that means, John Collins. Oh, John Carlin, I'm sorry, his chief of staff, his chief bulldog in this case. So Carlin was his chief of staff. Mueller's chief, or Carlin's chief bulldog, was Andy Wiseman. Andy has worked with Bob Mueller and was the chief prosecutor of the Enron case when Bob Mueller was the FBI director. Right. 
Enron case was fucking screwed up royalty. That was a horror show of a of a because they they did a horrible job at prosecuting that. Right. But that's how they know each other. Andy Wiseman hates Trump. He's on emails congratulating Sally Yates for telling Trump to pound sand. Right. Sally Yates being the the uh, second in charge there. Remember right. her? Sure. Kind of lesbian looking fucking thing. I mean, doesn't make her a bad gal. So it gets better. Who else does Bob Mueller know? Right. Bob Mueller's Enron team, it all goes back to Enron. That same Enron team, Andy Wiseman, headed by Andy Wiseman, had another lead lawyer in this case who was Catherine Rummler. Who was Catherine Rummler? I mean, sounds like a bad gal. Counsel. Oh, okay. Catherine Rummler worked for Andy Wiseman, who both worked for Bob Mueller's Enron investigation team. Right. Rummler is Obama's White House counsel. Oh, wow. Since 2011. Who was Obama's lawyer while all this was going on? Johnny Cochran. (laughs) Rummler. Now you may say, fine. So Bob Mueller knows Obama's lawyer while this whole spy gate was going on. What's the big deal? You Google George Nader, the Daily Beast. You can read an article today. just popped up today. Is that Ralph Nader's brother? I mean, One of Bob Mueller's lead cooperators in this case who have been selling out members of the Trump team from day one. Right. It's a name. It's a guy named George Nader. Who is George Nader's lawyer? Right. Catherine Rumler. Oh, boy. So she was on it's the all very incestual. All, it was a whole fucking... A thing. A happy fucking uh, conglomerate of misfits. Right. Who all knew each other. Right. And if you think this is just like, oh, well, everybody's professional and like, oh, when I went to work for Obama, I just like dropped all of that. Well, you know what? You're fucking dumber than, you know. So it's a whole. Whole. Ar- horrible. I mean, they're horrible cunts. Horrible, horrible oh, cunts. Here's the other thing. Here, here's where Rod Rosenstein. Oh, here, here's where he comes in. This is the final piece. Old Rod. Who else does mob? I wish my name was Rod. Who else has legislative blank? Who has control of this right now in the DOJ? No. Rod Rosenstein. No. And, oh, it doesn't say. No. Rod Rosenstein was linked back to the Enron thing, and he was involved himself. Right. So this is a whole whole. Everybody knows each other. Oh boy, it's very incestual, Joe. Now this doesn't really prove. None of this proves that they're. Doesn't prove shit. It doesn't. But it is really fucking convenient, isn't well, it? Of course. It's really convenient. I look at the things like an admiral in the U.S. fucking Navy. Right. Goes to Trump Tower, doesn't tell anybody. Right. Has a meeting with Trump. We don't know what that meeting consisted of, but after that meeting, the next day, they all fucking moved. Right. They never had another meeting about talking with somebody about being a cabinet appointment or 
whatever. They never had another meeting in Trump Tower. What does sure. that tell you? This is the this is like this Mike Rogers, head of NSA, goes to Trump Tower, and Obama wants him fired. Right. Well, because Obama doesn't have a fucking clue. Well, no, Obama. Everybody wanted Hillary to win. Well, I mean, and they were spying on Trump. Right. Just like he said the whole time. And the whole Russia con- collusion whole. thing, right. the entire Russia collusion thing, has been a complete scam to cover up the fact that they were fucking. So, what's your prediction on, on that? What's your prediction on that? That's all getting ready to come down. That's coming down before the the new Congress takes takes the hill. I don't. What think do you think is going to happen? You got to have a little prediction. Trump has been talking about... Mueller's going to go, fuck. I think Mueller's going to go, fuck. Um, I don't have anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's going to put together something like I just read. Yeah. Which Which was nonsense, by the way. You just did 45 minutes of nothing. Well, I'm kind of drunk. No, it has nothing to do with you. What I'm saying is you did 45 minutes of proving that there's nothing against the president. Oh. Well, what you're saying is that that some of this has a little merit. (laughs) Yeah. It's too fucking cozy. Yeah. It's all too, like, cozy and, you know... People don't have relationships because they hate each other. Right. Well, maybe they do in, in that fucking world. Nah. But this was a well-presented thing that I I had Patty listen to. And she goes, holy shit. That's, if that's true, that's pretty scary. Right. And I went through and I looked through all these names and it the connections are fucking true and the jobs are true. Right. So what you got is here's the thing about Trump. Yeah. And this is one of these things that the only reason I know this is because I've been watching this guy since like 1982. Oh, yeah. He's fucking vicious. Well, and if he can find a way, if you fucked him, right, and he can get you, he's gonna fucking get you, and he is ruthless. Yeah. So, and he's been saying shit like this is a fucking, this is a witch hunt bullshit motherfucking the whole time, right? And he knows far more. Obviously, about this than I do. Yeah, sure. You know that I can. If I can find it on YouTube, Trump fucking has been advised on what the hell is going on. He's also, uh, despite his you know obvious shortcomings as a communicator, he's uh, ridiculously brilliant. He's a smart guy. If you are one of those people out there who say, 
Ah, he's Trump's a moron. He's just not. Let me put this to you this way. He's fucking find another guy yeah. that threw his hat into the ring in a presidential election, beat sixteen bona fide politicians, beat him to death, then went on to beat the fucking queen. Yeah. The anointed the, one. The, the entitled to the throne. Who who lost the nomination to somebody else eight years prior when right. she was the anointed one. And then they brought her back from the dead. Well, there was no beating Obama. And now... Because Obama was... Well, there was beating Obama. And yeah. she should have beat him. Nah, but she couldn't. She couldn't. Obama... Is such a great speaker. I mean, he just is. He's a great, great speaker. Well, of course, but he just that doesn't make you. That doesn't look, qualify just, you to be president. He had it. Yeah, it does. I mean, he got. You got to give Obama credit. He came out of nowhere. Right. He beat fucking Queen Bee, and he went on to well, become president because she's awful. But he beat John McCain. Uh. Yeah, who was maybe the second worst uh, pre major party nominee ever like, behind Hillary. A lot of people like John. He McCain. was awful. He was an awful nominee. He was he awful. He won in a weak field. And then he beat Mitt Romney. By the way, I, <laughs> Obama's a hell of a Mike guy. Huckabee was a better fucking. I don't understand why Mike Huckabee, Huckabee couldn't got it together. For, because fucking John McCain was a populist candidate before the ultimate populist candidate, Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Well, and ultimate will say anything candidate. Well, I mean, and there's we'll it's on tape. John McCain was not willing to just say anything. You know what I mean? And there's like people going, well, the Obama's a nigger and we hate him. And John McCain was like, oh, 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 don't say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. Trump would be Donald like, Trump would be what like, what do you say? Donald no. Trump would be like, yeah, you're right. He's a nigger. And um, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but like Trump said, <laughs> I mean, it was terrible, but he goes, ah, he's a hero because he was captured. Yeah. I like my heroes that weren't captured. Yeah, I like my heroes uncaptured. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's like I like I my mean, eggs. I like my eggs over easy. If you could beat that guy, good luck. Now listen, you fucking maniac. We've been on the air for two hours and forty minutes. All right, time to get off. So listen, I gotta just look over some other things. By the way, why aren't we done? Listen, we talk about unprecedented. Economic uh, prosperity. I don't know if you pay attention to your money. I don't. I, but I do. I pay attention to your money because I don't have any money. But bonds took a fucking serious beating today. Now, we, you know, the stock market we like, and we know that commercial construction and even uh, residential construction is fine. But for some reason, bonds are getting their ass kicked. I don't know what that means. We talked about Mueller. Um, well, here, let me tell you about bonds. All right, go ahead. I'm going to tell you 
I'm going to tell you what I know about bonds, which is very little. Do it, baby. Do it. When interest rates rise, bonds, the stock market typically falls, and bonds become stronger because bonds have more value. Yeah. Because now instead of paying... You know, a point, they're paying two points. So people that are in the stock market who are older or who are just looking for a safe bet say, ah, fuck this, I'm pulling out of the stock market, I'm going to go buy some bonds. So when bonds shit the bed, it means that interest rates aren't going to rise as fast as somebody thought. And I believe I read a report that the head of the Fed is slowing down the rising of interest rates. Okay. So... That's my absolute fucking uneducated, I think I heard that from between various articles, my buddy Ira, and that's my, you want to look for a pen? No, I'm good. I I got a fucking black marker here somewhere, but good. So that's my, uh, that's my thing on bonds. Right. Bonds typically, as it, when interest rates go up, bonds typically go up because bonds pay more interest. Your right. marker is under the page. I got it. I got moron. it. I got it. Listen, no need to call me a moron. You know I'm sensitive. Cunt breath. So listen. Are we done? Oh, my God. This has been a great show. We were all over the place. I believe we touched on about 978 subjects. Yeah. And Joe was reading transcripts from something. What the fuck were those from? The guy's name is he's a he's he's kind of a hothead, Dan Bongioni or something like that. And this was a thing that he he had a YouTube thing and he put this together in a much more cohesive manner. Yeah, well, it was (laughs) understandable than me. And I don't even know if it's true. And again, this is, you got to remember, this is not a jury trial. Right. I mean, this is like all these people are connected. But sure. it doesn't mean that this guy's sucking that guy's ass. Well, right. You know, you have to, you have to find, that. that's where evidence and like, it's an interesting connection, ain't it? Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you have... All these people, and they're working towards this goal, and all those people, and they're working to the other goal, and you have a group that's sort of like, well, we're trying to fucking find out what Trump's doing, right. and what his campaign's doing, and right. we're, you, we're using nefarious techniques, and we've got a career admiral right. who says, uh, something's fucking going on here, and I'm going to go... And go to come up from Washington D.C. Right. Whether on my own dime or whatever, and right. I'm going to go meet with Trump. And no, we don't. Maybe he went and met with Trump and said, "You know what, Donald? I just wanted to know if you like chocolate chip ice cream." <laughs> that could be all they had to talk about. Right. But I don't believe so. And then the next day, after Mike Rogers goes to Trump Tower. They fucking abandoned Trump Tower. Right. Sounds like he went up there and they went into the skiff, the securitized 
compartmentalized information, information fucking fuckhead right. place and said, you're being spied on. Don't do anything else here. Get the fuck out. (sighs) And then the next day after Trump leaves Trump Tower, Obama wants somebody fired. Yeah, right. Ain't it fucking cute? Listen, can we go home now? Yes. I'm done. My name is Al. Because you got to remember, folks. Go ahead. Go ahead. Deep down, Al nor I give a fuck. It's just like, because we all... We really don't. <laughs> we no, really don't, don't give a fuck. fuck about anything. Am I surprised? Of course not. No. These are the dirtiest fucking people. I mean, look, if you're one of these people where your husband was fucking the neighbor in the ass or something, right. and you found out about it, and you thought you had a wonderful marriage, or vice right. versa. Right. I mean, that's just par for the course. Right. And this is par for the course for these fucking animals. Well, of course. They're, they're scum. They don't care about the country. They Well, maybe they do care about the country. Maybe they really believe that their way is the only way. And if, if you know, somebody like Trump gets in, he's going to destroy everything. Right. And that's the beauty of a republic that we have. Where God bless America. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not going down that road. But here's what we have in this country that makes it great. Good. We have stand beside her. A shitload of eyeballs in every fucking state looking at what's going on and guide her. And the con- and when you put the amalgam of all those eyeballs put together ends up picking the right person or right. the better person for the job. And Seems that's like- kind of how it works. Well, and you go, well, what, they're all fucking racist dickheads. Well, other no, they than don't. they're the same racist dickheads that mm-hmm. voted for Obama. Well, other than when they, you know, voted Jimmy Carter in. But, you know, whatever. Hey, everybody. Well, it's just Jimmy was a nice guy. He, You know, I believe everyone should have a peanut in their pocket. And turn your thermostats down at 70. Which, by the way, I'm down with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking Put on wear a sweater, sweater and wear a sweater, your bitch. Balls off. Wear a sweater, bitch. So, I right, listen, Joe. I love you. Love you too, baby. This was a crazy, crazy show. Without getting crazy, we just were all over the place, and obviously, we both like to talk. We both like to talk. Well, we missed last week, so we, we missed put last this week. One we up. had a fucking lot of shit to talk about, and you know what? We didn't even touch upon all the shit I talked about. And look at this. I got nine. All right. Well, Thursday is always Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk Thursday. So we'll be back Thursday. All right. My name's uh, Al. His name's Joe. And we're kind of right. Hey. Good night, Waterbury. Good night, Waterbury.